Well, it's been 84 years, <laughs> but we're back. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hi. Hello. I'm Emily. I'm Katie. And this is Moaning Myrtle's Bathroom. It's a long-forgotten Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> where we moan and groan about all things Harry Potter. Welcome back, guys. Guys. We're so sorry. <laughs> um, September now. I think our last episode came out in, like, early July. At least, at least middle of, middle of July. Middle we were of July. planning on taking we were, a couple weeks we off and coming it. back. <laughs> yes. We recorded it way earlier. We were planning on taking a couple weeks off and coming back in August. Then August happened. August hit us like a train. <laughs> and it came and went so fast. So quickly. And we were so busy. Oh my god, you guys. So now we are uh, back to Hogwarts, back to school. Yep, right early September. <laughs> yep, I was going to say right in time for the first day, but absolutely not. Yes. Absolutely not. Oh, that would have been fun if we had gotten our act together and oh. released one on, like, September 1st. Shit, that would have been good. Oh, but no. We're coming back at you, like, middle of September. You know, <laughs> with another episode. And we're back, and as you know, because you've clicked on it, you know what the episode's called. We're not back with a book yet. We're no. st still going to take our sweet time, even though, because it's just, we want to do some fun, dumb stuff for a little bit. When so. we finished the last book, we had a list in mind of fun things we wanted to do before we started the next book. Mm -hmm. And so even though we took a long break <laughs> without doing any of that stuff, we're still going to do it. We're still going to do it before we do the next book. So stay tuned. We will do order eventually because both of us are really excited to read that book. Yes. But we just, we need a little bit of a break. So Listen. we're going to do some fun like games yes. and things in It's going to be a good time. So just like calm down already. <laughs> Speaking of all of you, our beautiful, lovely listeners, I just want to take a moment to say, holy shit, you guys. <laughs> As of right now, 130 listens on our Goblet of Fire commentary track. Oh my god. And that's a lot for us. Yes. We're just little babies. And the fact that so many people have listened or re-listened, shared with friends and family, it's a lot. And it just grew out of nowhere. And I feel really thankful. So I just wanted to say... Thank you. I think that is our most, it's definitely our most listened it is to our movie most, commentary. It's our most listened to episode ever. Oh my gosh. Everyone loves to listen to people shit on that movie. <laughs> I guess we found the magic formula. Was it when I accidentally called Ray Fine's daddy? Maybe that's the secret. And maybe I'll just continue to do that. I think it was movies. your uh, really loud boo at Victor Crumb when Hermione made eyes at him when he put his name in the goblet. Oh, Jesus. That's my favorite part of this whole commentary. <laughs> so thank you guys so much. And we're hoping that we're going to deliver, I guess, that level of goodness. For the rest of eternity. So oh, thank you very much. We will. Thank you very Stay much. Stay tuned for the. It's a while out, but wait till we get to the Half Blood Prince commentary, oh you guys. God. I'm gonna lose my damn mind. I won't even have to say anything for that entire commentary. <laughs> it's It'll just, just be Emily be me yelling and crying. <laughs> Speaking of yelling and crying, we need to flood our toilets real quick before we get into it today. Uh -huh. And both of the things that we're gonna talk about are way old news yes. <laughs> at this point but it we just need to it happened while we were on our break and we still need uh, to talk about it because we just i'm need sure to clear you guys are dying to know what we have to say well you know what i said i tweeted fuck jk rowling many moons ago yes <laughs> and i mean it 
So <laughs> let's just talk about her for a second. And I think just kind of as, you know, as I said to Katie earlier today, the more often Scarlett Johansson opens her mouth, the harder it's going to be for me to go see this Black Widow movie I've been waiting 22 <laughs> movies to see. Yet here we are, I'm still probably going to see it. Yeah. And much like that, Joanne can continue to do just absolutely batshit things, and I will still ugh, go see Fantastic. Go see Beasts. Fantastic Beasts. So and any other future Harry Potter stuff uh, that comes our way. But I, we just need to clear the air. Listen, obviously, fuck people who don't care about trans people. <laughs> yes, um, I'm not going to defend her for any moment. Is she didn't, I guess, technically do anything. But that's where I find the fault in her. I think that this is a, a real thing she should have come out and said no, absolutely not about. I think that yeah. she's been silent. Um, even if she does not feel the same way as many TERFs do, um, her not thinking it's a big enough thing to talk about speaks Volume. volumes. To me. Yep. She may not dislike trans people, but I know that she doesn't think that this is an important enough thing to talk about to mm -hmm. make mention of at all. Even though she's, you know, been hiding while working on Fantastic Beasts 3. I just think that it's not... I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed in her, number one, for, you know, following these people and trying to say, like, oh, middle-aged moment. <laughs> mm -hmm but I'm more disappointed that she didn't immediately say, no, that's not how I feel. Yeah. Just to immediately shut it down and clear the air. Mm -hmm. This isn't some weird little thing of people saying, you need to stop making these movies. There's no point. Me give up Harry Potter. That's not what's happening. It's like a real life issue. Right. And she's stayed silent on it. So I just think we needed to get that out there. That obviously fuck that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's not okay. Yeah. I um, think... And I'm disappointed. For both of us, we have gotten to a point where we both obviously still love Harry Potter. And like we just said like two minutes ago, we will continue to like stay involved in the fandom, reading the books, watching the movies, going to Fantastic Beasts as they come out, all everything and above. But like we, I think both have gotten to a point where we are really trying to like separate her from her work because like she as a person is getting so much harder to support with all the stuff she's done and said and how gross she has been about some things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't want that to affect like how I feel about Harry Potter because no. it is such a huge part of both of our lives. But yes. like, man, the author is just getting harder and harder to be behind, mm -hmm. you know? It's really tough. So I just... We needed to talk about it. <laughs> because... I don't have time for people who don't have respect for human beings. Like, oh, I just... Uh, what a great statement. <laughs> that is the truth. I don't either. Oh. It's very hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. So, that's... I just, I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to talk about her. I don't want to talk about her. Because she's so disappointing. And I just... Mm, Man. Yeah. And it's hard because as we read these books, they're so good. And it's like, I, I, I just want to put it out there because in these last couple books, because it's when shit really gets going, like, I, I, I will be saying she did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I don't like her because of how she's come out mm-hmm. and acted and been and just yeah never really left the 90s or early 2000s I feel like in terms of what she thinks yeah. activism is or whatever right so she's really becoming a tough pill to swallow she's yeah <laughs> it's really really tough and I feel bad because I know there are a lot of like I don't know diehards out there stronger people than me that will boycott her stuff yeah that I just am not really ready to do mm-hmm. and we listen it's like I'm it's like the same thing again crimes of Grindelwald's coming out no news of recasting Johnny Depp all right oh. well now let's talk about okay we're still gonna watch these movies even though we don't condone anything and are very disappointed by the fact that he's still involved in the series well mm-hmm. here we go again right this time with JK Rowling herself. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I cut so many things out of my life, but I can't cut Harry Potter out. So that's it. We're going to just try and focus on the content itself and not her, her, any of the background noise, but just because I don't know. I just have to clear my conscience to you all (laughs) because (laughs) it makes me feel bad But I love Harry Potter so much, and we like doing this podcast so much, though Mm -hmm. we haven't done in months. Yes. (laughs) But we like it all. It's just hard because of her. So we just wanted to put this out there that we're not standing by her actions ever. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Well, that's enough of that. Subject. Let's move on. Um, our other toilet flood is one that we have been revisiting so much yeah. recently, and I know that this is so old news. By it's this so point, old news. But we ever, need to close the trap. Our, we need to since close our the last episode where we were doing floods, which was like way before we started Goblet of Fire. Yes. This ride is finally finished. <laughs> <laughs> this ride, this ride that we've been talking about for a year. <laughs> Is finally up and running. Thank God. And we know what it is. We've watched the ride throughs on YouTube. We have. We've gone back to see Hagrid and we're here for our one last talk about it until Mm -hmm. like five years from now when we actually go to Florida and ride this ride. (laughs) If it doesn't get wiped out by the hurricane. Oh my God. (laughs) Shit. Well, it's here and he's animatronic. Yes. It looks fun. It does look fun. It doesn't look as scary as I thought it would be. Like, I went back and listened to our last episode recently where we were talking about our opinion of the ride after they showed the pictures of the Scroots. Yes. And both of us were like, this ride sounds so scary. Like, I don't know know if I want to go on it. Like, it sounds so scary. It's going to be so weird. And now I'm like, oh, it's just a nice little joyride roller coaster (laughs) with all these magical creatures. Yeah, it's just, like, I really thought it was going to be lots of, like, ups and downs, and it really just seems like a, like a blast. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, like, shooting you forward, and you're not doing that much, except for this vertical drop. Which I'm not sure what that is. Which is really hard to tell in the videos that we saw, but I assume that, like, the track drops out from under you and you fall onto another one, but that seems like a nightmare. Yes. Have you heard that they've had to do maintenance on this thing so much? I have heard that they've done that a lot, and it makes me really anxious about it. Like, oh gosh. Well, by the time we get there, it'll either have shut down, or we can ride it, and it's <laughs> safe by then. 
Hopefully the latter. Hopefully the latter. <laughs> but yeah, that I have heard that, that they've like shut that ride down a lot since it opened mm-hmm. to like work on it. Ooh. It's probably that drop. It's probably that drop. I feel like it would break things. Yeah. But the unicorns! But the unicorn is cute and fluffy. <laughs> and fluffy. There's lots. It seems fun. Yeah. I like a fast ride. Mm-hmm. Me too. That's what Universal's known for is like they're kind of like thrill rides, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think this one definitely falls into that category of like a high speed roller coaster. Love it. It's going to be fun. (laughs) I'm excited about it. See you in five years. See you in five years (laughs) when we go on it. But we just like we have to clear the air with that one too. We just have to get it out of the way. We've been talking about this ride for so long. We can't just drop it. We can't guess anymore. We know what it is. (laughs) We can still guess about that vertical drop. (laughs) What happens? What is that vertical drop? Oh, gosh. Have any of you guys been to Florida and gone on this ride yet? If you have, you should, like, tweet us and tell us what it's like and yeah. what your thoughts are about it. Please. Give me insight into what that vertical drop is. Please do it. Katie's on the street segment is officially closed. Yep. <laughs> the reporting I, I can't, is done. Unless that ride, like, breaks and kills somebody, then we'll be back. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. All right. Okay, well, the toilets have been flooded. We haven't even said what we're going to do today. We're coming back with a fun one. (laughs) We're doing like a, I don't even know how we would describe it. Just like kind of a discussion one, but the the topics are going to be changing pretty frequently. Um, It's kind of like a fishbowl. Emily and I have each written down like 10 subjects each that we just thought would be fun to talk about. Put it in a bowl, going to grab it out and just chat. Yeah, and we're just going to talk about it until we don't have anything to say. I think um, (laughs) some of these are things we've talked about a lot already, but... I think there are also going to be some new ones in there, too, that we haven't really dived into yet, so it's going to be fun. Right. I'm excited to know what you're Me too. I know. Are. Yeah, this is it that we've done again. I feel like this is kind of a theme of, like, these fun ones that we do is that we, like, try and come in without telling each other, like, what we're bringing to the table, which yeah. is always fun. I love the element of surprise. I know. I do, too. That's why we <laughs> love the rankings episode so much. Like, yes. I know you guys are so over those <laughs> right now, but, like, we get so much fun out of doing them because, like, then we can, like, hear the other person, like, surprise us. Yes. I love it. With stuff. I love it. Okay. So, this is another way we can have the element of some surprise without boring you guys through another ratings <laughs> and rankings. <laughs> Okay, oh should God. I draw first? Yeah, let's well, do should it. Should we just, like, go back and forth? Yep. Okay. Let's do it. Katie has taken the first one. question. Is it mine or yours? Oh, this is mine. It's okay. one of the ones I was really excited oh, about. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you were to write a new Tom Riddle memory scene, like, you could just create one of your own, what would you want it to show, and what period of his life would it take place in? Oh. <laughs> This is a question for Emily. How I just want to know you. Say. How dare you do this? <laughs> if to you me. could create a new memory about Holy Tom Riddle that we got shit. to see, Holy I think shit. I that's I can go so, first if you need time to think. That's so tough because it can't be his. I know. I know. That's what makes it really. I feel like um, for me, something that I just like I really want her to write at some point is more info about what the first war with him was like. Oh. And so I feel like I would want memories from, like, someone in the order about, like, what fighting him the first time was like. Mm. Yes. And you know how that could happen? Hmm. It wouldn't have been <laughs> romantic. Oh. <laughs> but it could have been Snape's. Yeah. In that Snape's memories chapter. That could have been really interesting. A meeting or something. Yeah. What he was like mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he was as insane then as he is during the second war. 
Okay. The other one I think would be fun too would be if we were to somehow get the memory of the two kids that he tortured on top of that cliff oh from the orphanage. Oh my god. That would have been a cool it's, one too to see. I must know what he did. <laughs> I have to know. Okay, hold on. This is so hard for me because I one of the phone things just fell off the wall. <laughs> I <laughs> that really spooked me. It was right behind me. Okay. It's tough because I want to know stuff that nobody would be around to see. Yeah. I want to know how he eats them. I know. Ooh, I know. Mm. That was my first thought, too. But then you were like, it can't be his memories. So I'm like, oh, dang it. Unless it could, like, in my fan fictions. <laughs> Unless, I mean, that is, I think, the obvious one. If we could pick something from, like, his point of view. I would die. I think we're in agreement. That it well, because be that's, like, my all-time favorite part of... No, okay, I can't really say that it's my all-time favorite part of Deathly Hallows. But I love that part of Deathly Hallows. Yes. Where it's his perspective on going to kill Harry. Yes. Oh, murder me. Oh my <laughs> god, I love it so much. Holy shit. Okay. 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 All right. Oh, man. I know. Can you imagine? I... Mmm. I don't think I... If I could only choose one. Katie, you've perplexed me. I was kind of hoping this one would come at the end, but maybe it's a fun oh, one to start shit. with. Too. Okay, all right. I really got to put my thinking cap on. This is hard because I agree with you. I agree with you. If we could get that, oh, if we could get that little girl to talk. But I also don't. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> but I also feel like I want more of him as an adult. Yeah. I agree with you with the first war thing. I. Yeah. I think if we got it. As like Snape's memory mm. or something like that or mm, mm, fuck. or even knowing like what the f initial group of Death Eaters was like yes. would be really fun mm -hmm. the Goblet of the Goblet of Fire <laughs> Harold Potter and the Goblet of Fire <laughs> introduced the pensive stuff mm -hmm. so it would have been cool to maybe Oh, I know. Well, we didn't just read it. It was months ago. But the, oh, if, oh, if Dumbledore had like two seconds alone after people, after Harry left to like get a memory of Junior. Yes. <laughs> and to come back to that two books later and to Ooh. say like, I pulled this out of him before he got kissed. Shit. That would be cool. That would have been tight as hell. Yeah. I I agree. I'm just trying to think of like how yeah, how you would get them. Snape, Barty Crouch Jr. Mm -hmm. mm. I don't know. I'm trying to think who else was involved in the first war. I feel like another thing that would be interesting is like when stuff is just starting up and it's like not a war yet and like is Slughorn still in contact with him and like yeah. another guilt memory of like meeting with him as an adult that would be really cool if I could I'm so sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> if I could know what happened when he marched into Hogwarts to take it as his own during the summer between six and seven. Ooh yeah oh my god how that went down. Shit. Uh, I, uh, 
I'll puke. Mm -hmm. I need to know so much about him. If I could get the upside down Twilight rewrite where it's from Voldemort. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would Everyone always it. like does these like book by book <laughs> things from like Draco's perspective or McGonagall's perspective and I'm like what about from Voldemort's perspective? Should I write it? <laughs> you should. <laughs> Emily's next fan fiction. I will post it 140 <laughs> characters at a time on Twitter. <laughs> line by line. Oh gosh. I will post <laughs> An anthology of yes. Voldemort. <laughs> oh my god. From the day he was born to the Kay. day he died. A day-by-day -day experience in the life of Voldemort. Wow. That was such a good... That was such a good one, Katie. That was the one I thought of at the Fuck. end. That I was like, no, I want to switch one of my old Ooh, ones. Ooh! That's good shit. I feel like I'm going to pull one of mine and it's not going to be a good one. <laughs> no. Okay. Nope, it's one of yours. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> some of mine are not that fun. Well, it's fine. No. Okay. Katie asks. <laughs> Which, in quotes, hated by the fandom characters do you actually like? So many of them. So many of I them. I feel like this is something we talked about before, but I thought it would be fun to revisit. Yes. Again. I'm not going to sing it because it feels wrong. But Cho Chang. <laughs> yes. That was the first one that came to my mind. Too. I hate that every time that I think of her, I hear the song from a very Potter musical. I know. Every time. <laughs> it's not right. Okay. Cho for Cho. Like, basically all the girls. I think the way that we talked about this once was it was a flood of mine where I took a BuzzFeed quiz that was like, which most hated character yes. from Harry Potter are you? And I got Cho. And I was so shocked i love her that she was so hated that she's like her name goes down as like a hated character i was like why why do you hate on her yeah she's so cool i love her i don't know who else is like hated um i, think... I know one that people hate oh well kind of in the same vein as Chan uh, uh cho is also <laughs> lavender brown I yes i hate that people hate on her so oh, much too. i love lavender it's people people get mad at um people who get quote unquote in the way of that's so true Ron and Hermione slash Harry and Ginny and so they hate yes. on their like previous partners and it's yes. like why why yes Lavender was just like a 16 year old girl with a crush you don't gotta hate on her for that why are you mad just because she loved Claire's yeah <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely agree I absolutely agree we've also talked a lot about Peter Pettigrew I think yes. he's someone that... I mean, he kind of deserved to be hated at the end, but, like... No, but he's a cool character. He's I think cool. people don't, like, think of him as a good character yeah. anyway. They think of him as a villain. Yeah. He's labeled as, like, one of the series' villains. Well, he is, but, like, not even, like, a well... Like, an interesting character. I right. feel like people don't even think he's that, which right. I do. They think he's really just, like, pathetic and despicable. I keep thinking of characters who people like that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> Another one is Percy. A lot of people really hate Percy a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, he's annoying, but I don't but that's think, great. I don't think I hate him. His character arc is so bomb. It is. He redeems himself, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I think Cho Chang is number one, though. Yep, Cho I is number one. I hate that she's so hated by people. She's beautiful and perfect. Yeah. Goodbye. I just, the treatment that she gets in series... At the end, the hottest garbage. I know. Ugh. Yikes. Trash. 
This is a trash compactor. Ugh. JK Rowling hates feminine women. <laughs> JK Rowling is my <laughs> is my answer. Just kidding. <laughs> That's the opposite. Everybody loves her, but I don't. Um I think Pansy's a great like student villain. Mm-hmm. But people don't agree. But people I think like I think her. I think people do. I think people give her a redemption a lot. That's true. I think the dreary like, fan fandom does. Stuff? Yeah. I feel like they almost paint like in dreary fandom, they paint like Draco's friends as more supportive of their relationship than like Harry's friends. Oh. You know? Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I it's, think it's like Ron and Hermione that have a really hard time accepting like Harry and Draco okay, being but together, but Pansy's like, I don't I mean, think that's. Got it. I think that it's because for Harry, it's a step down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the Slytherin, it's not a surprise to the Slytherins either. They're no, like, we've been hearing him talk about Harry years. <laughs> but like Harry's friend to be like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, definitely, <laughs> it's a step down. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who else. I just think of, like, characters that, like, are meant to be disliked that I still think are great characters. So, like, mm. Fudge and stuff. Like, I think about... Right. Or Rita kind of thing. Yes. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I just keep thinking... About, I just keep thinking about the girly girls. I know. <laughs> the ones who are hated it. and don't deserve to be hated. That's basically it, yeah. Are the girly girls. Wow. All right. Next one. <laughs> oh, this is another one of mine. Ooh. Oh, one of yours. Okay. <laughs> Uh, if it were to be remade today, who are some of your dream cast members for a Harry Potter reboot? Yes. I feel like the only one that always comes to mind instantly, and I've said this before, is Adam Driver as Snape. Oh! Yes! <laughs> I can't even Every think of that. time. You guys, uh, It Chapter 2 just came out, so Bill Skarsgård is Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it. I'm scared of movies. I'm, <laughs> I'm scared, scared of, of scary movies. movies. I'm scared of seeing scary movies in the theater. I'm scared of seeing movies in the theater. Not Aren't to be I? a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh man. I know it's really tough because like in my mind I want everything to be like age appropriate. Right, I know. And I don't know teens. I don't know teens. And I wouldn't know them anyway because they're they'd be like six right now i keep trying to think of like people if we were to stick with like a mainly british cast who like that's really hard and i can't allow it (coughs) adam driver's out then no he's in he can do an accent (laughs) okay (laughs) if johnny depp is allowed to be in these movies and so is adam driver i love adam driver he would make the best snape ever he would be such a good snape but they would have to make it like today (laughs) look at kyle the right age i know it's fine I think, Just look at Kyle. Uh, I really don't know. It's I'm tough. just trying to think of like British actors who haven't been in Harry Potter yet, who should be. What I don't know Hugh any. Grant? Who could he what be? about Hugh Grant? <laughs> well, he's not age appropriate, but I'd say Lockhart. Yes, he would be so fun. <laughs> or like Colin Firth. I'm trying to think of people in like Love Actually, because that's one of my British movie I know. Oh my god. He'd be like Lupin. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh man, I don't know. I don't watch anything. 
Where would we put Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> or like Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt <laughs> as McGonagall. Oh, yes. Did you see her as Mary Poppins? Hot McGonagall. <laughs> if it was a movie about McGonagall's like Quidditch days. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Flashback McGonagall. Oh, my God. <laughs> Katie, this is so hard because I don't know Tom anybody. Tom Holland could be like Colin Creevy. <laughs> Tom Holland could be Colin Creevy. Oh my god. Somebody made a pitch to me. <laughs> of him as school-aged Tom Riddle, but he'd need to be dehydrated first. Tom Holland? <laughs> and I laugh. Tom Riddle. Okay, no, but if you see some, like, photo shoot pictures, you get it. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. If he's dressed the right he's way. He's too nice. I know. He's, like, the most pure angel baby. <laughs> if he's dressed the right way, and if they do his makeup right, and if he just, like, doesn't eat or drink for a week, then maybe he could do it. I don't think he's even capable of scowling. Well, that's the same with Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> it's like, that's why you didn't get it, bub. <laughs> But I thought that was interesting. Oh, no, I know. I'm like all these like like new famous British people, new famous British people. But Tom Holland has come into face. Like, where would you even put him? Yeah. What would he do? I don't know. He could. I don't know. If it was in like ten years, he could be like a Marauder's Age person. Oh, he could be a flashback person. He could be like Lupin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one he could play. I don't think he could be James or Sirius. No. Or Peter. <laughs> I don't know. This is such a hard question. The fact that you're trying to force me into the British into the British box. Well, okay, if it's not the British it's box, very hard if you for could cast, cast anybody. And even and like there it's it's all age inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Take age out of it. Just who do you think has like the character? Dane Duhan as Draco Malfoy. Yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Man, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to see what they do in like 50 years. We'll have to see what I do in 10 years when I reboot it. (laughs) And I can pry it out of her cold dead hands. I demand to be involved in this project. I demand to be involved in this project and I will show him eating a person. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But it's going to happen and you can't control it. That's such a that's such a tough one, and I know we did like a whole episode about it about remakes. I feel like we talked more about like uh, movie How versus we TV it. shows and like what we would include in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just thought that would be a fun. Yeah, I don't who know should play who. Cast. I, know. I know it's like I I have my like okay yeah so Adam Driver and Bill Skarsgård and that's about all I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we each have our like Ugh. one who we are like absolutely no one else. Absolutely no one else. People say Alan Rickman is the only person who could have ever played Snape, and I'm like, oh, did you watch Last Jedi? <laughs> did you watch Last Jedi? Do you not feel um, just the ultimate incel vibes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it needed to be said. <laughs> oh, I'm moving on. Oh, what's the next question? <laughs> oh, here's one of mine. Okay. Did Peter Pettigrew deserve his ending? Yes. Oh. <laughs> As in, did he deserve to die? Yeah. Yes. For the poetic cinema of it all? <laughs> I mean, he did bad things. Yeah. Put him to death. Put him to death. <laughs> oh he deserves to die. Oh my god. 
Capital punishment. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> God. No, okay. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he did? I think he did. Just in, like, literary fulfillment. In terms of, like, yeah. they all need to die. I think his death was actually pretty appropriate. I sing its praises. Yeah. I think that it's so cool that, like, the hand thing comes back. That's, like, my one complaint about part one, is that he doesn't die in that movie. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Oh, Jesus, those movies. But, oh and, like, that one is usually one that I sing praises for, I that know. movie. But now I'm, like, remembering just now, like, oh, shit, he didn't die. He just gets jinxed by Dobby. <laughs> Maybe Dobby's a murderer. Maybe that's why he died, because he did a bad thing. The guy who voiced Dobby played a very serious serial killer in something else, didn't he? Oh. I don't know. I feel like I've heard that before, because he's also the guy from The Hunger Games. Yes, he is. He was in The Hunger Games. I feel like I've heard people say before He also played he plays... Truman Capote in a really bad movie about In Cold Blood. <laughs> really? Yes. It's pretty bad. And anyway. he's in the Marvel movies as a Nazi. That's right. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. A fictional Nazi. Nazi. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, but yes. Same I was a single mother. Hermione was in a wheelchair. Duffy was a Nazi. <laughs> yes, I think his death was appropriate. I do too. For him. I do too. I think the hand backfiring on I him is that. the best. And I think it happening in a small moment where he showed Harry mercy is mm-hmm. also very good. Yeah. There is still a little bit of the soul inside Peter Pettigrew, and it's what killed him. That is so bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you just... Sometimes the words that come out of your mouth are, like, so profound to me, I don't even know what to do about <laughs> You just, like, put things so succinctly and beautifully, and I just ramble I feel the forever. same way about you all the time. No! Every time I listen to our episodes, I'm like, Emily sounds so good, and I sound so stupid. No! <laughs> Never. Okay, is it my turn? Yes. Oh, this is one of yours. Okay. How would you improve movie Voldemort? <laughs> I would give him red eyes. <laughs> okay. No, but for real, that's one. I would give him red eyes. Fix the look. I would make him not so insane in Deathly Hallows. Not like, not like that. Like, yeah. not that way. It's appropriate to show him, like, losing his mind, because he's definitely, like, breaking down by that point, but not by, like, going literally, like, crazy and, like, hugging people. <laughs> he's not saying goodbye to his friends. <laughs> his friends! Uh, but, yeah. No, I agree. I would have movie for Voldemort with red eyes just be Voldemort and all of them. <laughs> oh my, that's so true. Honestly, costuming is so big to me. I know. The, his, like, design. I just, oh god. I, um, Even if it's not the flowy robes, I want it to be better robes. Why I, does he have to look like a buttoned-up Build-A-Bear? Okay, recently at Half Price Books, I got this book that I think you maybe have too. It's like that page-to-screen yes. Harry Potter, yes. like that huge book. And I was reading the page where they were talking about Voldemort and what went into his costuming and stuff. And they said that the reason that his robes, like, changed and, like, got less flowy and wispy and more, like, solid over the course of the movies was to show him, like, gaining power. Like, they wanted, like, the flowy robes to kind of show, like, oh, he's brand new, he's just back, he's still kind of, like, weak. And then, like, they... Does that make sense? Here's like, that's a, it how does. they, like, that's how, like, that's why they changed his costume. But this is my problem. Okay, it's fine to change the costume because I get it. The point of that is to just show, like, his movement. Yeah. Because he's, like, back and it's, like, a lot of, like, kind of, like, powerful billowing building stuff. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, but he's described as wearing, like, very rich, 
um, fancy robes yeah. in the books, like, as it continues on. Mm-hmm. And that was some boring-ass bullshit. Yeah. And especially in the last one, when he is at, like, his highest power, why is he, why does he look like... Harry Potter climbing through the sewers to get to the Chamber of Secrets. Yes. It's like it's all like discolored and old and weird looking. And, like and I'm ragged. like, yeah, and ragged. I don't like that. Yeah. He needs to be looking good all the time. And then in that final battle, he can look all fucked up. Right. But I'm like, why does it look so dumb? It's just, it's heavy and it's boring. Mm-hmm. There's no embroidery. Like, here's the shit Lucius Malfoy looked so cool all the time mm-hmm. those robes were bomb and even in his like non robes in order of the phoenix they were embroidered it was like um it was what like cushioned looking you yeah. know like quilted it's like all sorts of like really cool stuff and everybody yeah. got to have really cool robes it's like people get the little like pinstripe ministry robes and like all sorts of stuff but I felt like they did it he was just so boring and this is my problem with movie Voldemort is that he's cookie cutter boring evil dude yeah and he's not that in the books and I want him to look expensive as hell right (laughs) yeah like the thing that's like so great about Lucius's costuming in the movies is like he he dresses like he looks rich he looks rich. Like, he dresses like somebody who holds himself in as high of a regard as Lucius Malfoy holds himself in his family because of his status. Voldemort also holds himself in a very yeah, high regard. Yeah, that's the and lie of Tom Riddle. That. This boy dresses like he's still rolling around in the grass on an orphanage, talking to some snakes, looking like the he devil possessed like he's him. wearing, like, an adult form of a school uniform. <laughs> it's fucking boring to look at. Yeah. And I especially have complaints about it in the seventh movie and the eighth movie. Like, they just suck. Right. I don't even really remember the fifth movie. I can't can't think about that movie without thinking about him in the suit, and I gotta go. (laughs) But, like, I I don't know. And it's like, I think of the suit, and then I think of the gun show, and I think of nothing else. (laughs) So, we'll see, I guess, when I watch. So, yeah, but, but I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in his costuming, and this is another thing. It's just, like, why I just, uh, why does Grindelwald get to be so cool all the time, and I'm stuck with Jimmy Voldemort in the movies? <laughs> I just, I was like, I want him to be so much better. He should be. And I agree with you. I think he should play crazy really different. Yes. I think that they should have just stuck with what they did in the Bloody Feet scene. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, that was good. Quiet and kind of shaky and like, you know, but he's not outwardly being like, ah, all the time. Right. And I get, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moments in the final battle where it's like Voldemort screams and like, that's great, but I don't need the, I don't need it. I don't need it. Today. I don't need his dumb laugh or his hug. I don't need it. Like awkwardness. I've said it a million times, but I, I am so hateful that that laugh is the only thing that will come up if I try and think of, like, he's supposed to have a really scary laugh. Yeah. And now all I have to deal with is people making 10-hour loops and using the R word. Right. I don't, I don't want it. I know. Stupid movie. How dare you. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's, like, too manic. Mm-hmm. So, like, even when we, like, say, like, okay, the best Voldemort scene is the graveyard. But, like, we just watched it and he's fast. Yes. He's so crazy. He needs to be really poised. That's his whole deal is him faking being such it's an upper-class piece like, of shit. 
the all of the problems that we have with movie Bellatrix, I feel like we kind of in a, have the same problems with Voldemort in the same way. He's too crazy. It's too much. Yeah. He Tone he's it like back a bit. He's like eloquent and very smart, very poised mm-hmm. until the very end. Yeah. When he's fully lost it. God, I'm so pissed about that fucking death scene. I wanted them to circle. I wanted Harry to talk shit to him and get I know. Okay, we gotta move so on. Disappointing. <laughs> we gotta move on. We gotta move on. Oh, oh, one fell out. Katie, we asked the same question. Did we? <laughs> yes. You said, movie by movie, what would you change or add? And I asked, what would you change about each movie? <laughs> so yes. once we get to that one, we'll have to take it yes. out. Okay, so movie by movie. Sorcerer's Stone. I don't know. What would you change? Or what would you add? I I don't... I guess I'd add the potion thing. That's like honestly the only thing I can think of. What I would change is I would... Um, pace it a little faster because it it feels long every time we watch it i would add the um more of the stuff with norbert so that i mean i know that we don't see charlie weasley in yes that book like i know that it's his friends that pick him up but i feel like they could have changed it to make it so that charlie is more involved with getting rid of mm-hmm. norbert because that would have been like the best way to like put him in the series I think. that's true Agreed. so that's what i would add or Peeves. I would add Peeves, too. I guess I'd add Peeves. But I think Charlie would have been fun. I don't know if there's anything I would change. Except, yeah, maybe... Pacing. Pacing. But I think, like, the scenes are good. They are. I just the think that they run a little long. Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Is there, like, a specific part that you would, like, maybe cut back? Hmm. To make timing better? Um, maybe... Uh, oh god. I'm trying to think if there mm-hmm. is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like maybe just like some of the like classroom scenes and stuff that aren't super important. Like it's just them in school. Yeah. You know? But that is part of the magic of it, I guess. I think just because it's me, I would like mm, cut back on any of the flying stuff. Yeah. I think the Neville thing runs on for a while. It is very long. Yeah, that's um, true. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, when you first said that, I was like, what's the point of that flying lesson? And then I was like, oh, duh, Neville. <laughs> that's what happens there. Yeah, to get Harry to join the team. I think it could have just been like the shortened a little bit. The maybe wouldn't have had to be as long either. That's like a 10-minute scene in that movie. Yeah. It gets very dramatic and drawn out. There's lots of like beautiful scenery things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd just pick up, pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah. But that, it's, that's, it's not a complaint, it's just that, like, I always just think of things now, like, when doing the commentary, how, like, winded we are by the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Right. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, we're always, like, pick it up a little bit. We got, got like, the two bit. longest ones out of the way, I feel like, though. The first two are, like, super long. <sighs> yeah, definitely. Okay, <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. I feel like we talked about this before. I don't know if there's really anything. I put the Morgan and Burke's deleted scene in. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I agree. Especially like you know, it's like hindsight, whatever. But like, put put the put put a cabinet in there. Mm-hmm. Just show a cabinet. <laughs> yeah, or even like the necklace or yeah, the hand. You it's know. cool. It's fun how all that stuff comes back. Yeah, 
But I don't I don't really know if and there's that like been anything s- that I'd really like, change. The scene in the bookshop with Lucius Malfoy is a really fun way to like meet him in the movie. But I think meeting him in that scene in Borgen and Burks would have also been a really good insight into yes. who Lucius Malfoy is as like a father. Agree. But I can't really think of anything else that I change. Again, we've said this before, I'm not mad about the Death Day thing being cut. Yeah. It's okay. I think if I had to like change the way that something was done, I would change the um the like slug scene with Oh, Hermione, or with Ron getting attacked. I would well, I wouldn't change the slug scene. I would change what happens in, in Hagrid's, Hagrid's hut. Exactly. That. I yep. Would, yep. 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 I yep, would yep. change. Give that back to Ron. Give that back to Ron. I'm all about a Ron redemption. Yep. And I, I Hermione doesn't know what that means. There's I know. no need for her to get emotional in that I part. Know. And I think it should be Ron who's defending her there. She could get emotional after he defends her. Yes, after she realizes what it means for, for her to be all like, go get mudblood. Yeah. You know what that means, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's twelve. <laughs> oh my god. Ron knows what it means when he gets pissed in the book. Yes. So that's what I would change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess adding would be that Morgan and Burks. Or maybe the quick spell stuff. I would put an actual child in the role of Moaning Myrtle, thank you very much. Yeah, that too. She I know it's more of a complaint about Goblet of Fire, but god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I god. I think she that was girl. actually pretty great in Chamber, but yeah, if they got someone younger to really play the part of a yeah. high school student. Well, because I think that that would, like, drive it home more. Maybe that's just for a TV series that we do. Right. You're gonna see that it's, like, an actual little kid. Yeah, she's, that like, That a teenager murdered! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we know what year she was when she died? She was 13. She was 13. Yikes. Yeah. She is literally a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh! <gasps> Daisy! Daisy agrees. Yes, <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> she's pissed. Okay. Um, holy shit, Prisoner of Azkaban. Take your fucking time pacing. in that shack. Pacing is off. It's like opposite, It's the opposite. Though. That movie is so rushed. I would cut out every fucking scene with the Whomping Willow except yes. at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I don't need all this weird scenery stuff. No. Cut the shit out with the race of shrunken head. I don't want it. I don't need it. Fix Tom, I don't like whatever that is. Yeah. Get out of here. I don't. Tom I don't. is in Tom Felton? Tom is in Tom the Barkeep. Oh, the Barkeep, yes. Whatever the fuck that The was. hunchback thing? Yeah, I don't, I don't quite like care for that one bit. No. I don't quite care for that one moment. I don't. Okay. Yeah, get rid of the shrunken head. New soundtrack. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Make it not so dark. That book is not dark until, like, the ending. There's no need for, like, the opening scene with Harry, like, in the alleyway waiting for the night bus to be, like, scary. Mm-hmm. The fact that someone so well was able to make a trailer on that of, on of a YouTube movie, of yes. a Harry yeah. Potter horror movie, and it is all clips from Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> like, no! That's not a scary movie. It's still very kid-like. Yeah. This isn't the second half of the series. Don't make it so dark. I... And yeah, the Shrieking Shack scene needs to be a thousand times better. A Dumbledore just needs to be not so weird. Dumbledore, Richard Harris should be alive to be another... <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore needs to not hit Ron's broken leg in the hospital wing at the end of that movie. I know that, I know that he said no because he knew that Richard Harris, I guess, didn't like him, but it should have been... Ian, so Ian McKellen. 
God, that would have been a fucking bomb-ass Dumbledore. I feel like I gotta wait to talk shit about movie Dumbledore until book movie four, but, like, oh, God, he's bad oh in my prisoner, God, too. He is. I always forget. Uh, don't tie his beard in a ponytail. Um, I don't want to see Emma Watson's low back. <laughs> for a second <laughs> the pink head is cute but make it longer <laughs> I, don't, I don't like i don't like it put them in robes oh, oh my I'm really god so, i'm really sorry no I'm yeah that really, is really, actually really like shit i'm you are like my only friend who <laughs> just period like, you're my only friend you're my only friend who agrees with me about like the them not being in robes is stupid <laughs> it's part of school it's, a, it's their uniform. They're wizards. It's a boarding school Put for them wizards. In robes. And even like some of the adults don't wear robes. I know. Put Molly Weasley in a damn robe. <laughs> She's a pureblood. I can't. I can't. Oh my god. Yeah, I agree. Costuming. Yeah, I think, yeah, I just okay. Goblet of fire. Oh. <laughs> All of it. I don't. All of it. Listen, I don't. I I like some of the teen romance. I don't like that much teen romance. Please, God, change Victor Crumb. Wait, are we talking about Half Blood Prince? Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Sorry, teen romance goes with Half Blood Prince. Too. It sure does. But yes, Goblet of Fire. It's a little too much for me. I want more drama, just like wizard drama. I know. I want more insight into the other wizarding cultures that we get. Yes. Like the other schools. Yeah. I and represent the schools appropriately. I appreciate that, like, I didn't have to watch Quidditch in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, I would have liked to see them going around in the tents and stuff. I think that's pretty fun. Yeah, like, just, like, hanging out at the campgrounds and stuff would have been cool. Delete the cone heads. Yes. I don't need to watch the KKK and the Hitler in Harry Potter. Oh my god, the Hitler stash. I would not change the fucking finger thing, though. No, that was... Not for a second. Best part of that Not movie. for a second. I would change the, like, pensive scenes. I would like to have seen it as it really was. I Barty would Crouch um, Jr. give Valet Moody a real eyebrow. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you lost your mind. It looked like a piece of cotton shoved behind his eye. That was gross. I did not realize I was supposed to be his eyeball. Or not his eyeball, his eyebrow. <laughs> um, Make um, Victor Crumb not like a yeah, moody change, guy. Yeah, you gotta change Victor Crumb. sweet. Make both schools. I don't uh, want him to be schools. like a hottie. Yeah. Like he needs to not be he like a hottie with a body. Yeah, come on now. And sweet. Yeah. Like nice. Change Dumbledore. Everything Just change Dumbledore. Make him not yell. The Make graveyard needs to be longer. Graveyard should be longer. Put things in the maze. Put things in the maze. Put them in the maze. Put a sphinx in the maze. Put if I had to choose one thing to put in the maze, it would be a sphinx. If you want to leave the spider out, fine. Sure thing. Go ahead. Leave that out. We have enough spiders in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> put in a sphinx. Put in a sphinx. And even a boggart would have been fun. Or the mist. The mist would have been cool. Yes. Okay, let's call it quits on that one. Order of the Phoenix. <gasps> oh, now it's tough because we haven't read these last Put three books in the a while. stuff in the Department of Mysteries. I wanted to see it all. Put St. Mungo's in. Put St. Mungo's in. Those would be, honestly, that would be like my two things. Yeah, same. Honestly, like, I feel like everything else about that movie is like not that bad. I'm going to take that back when you You watch sure it. are. But right now I'm like trying to think and I'm like, okay, but like Umbridge is good. The DA is good. It's not because that fucking kid's in it, and I want him to be deleted. What is his Nigel. name? Nigel! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck 
Nigel, Katie. Get Nigel the fuck out of there. I feel like we should do the reverse when the other one comes up and say what our favorite thing about each movie is. <laughs> That's gonna be tough. I feel like we should. Let's change it. Okay. The other one. Okay, comes okay. Up. Um, Honestly, yeah. Oh my god, I changed the goddamn veil. I am oh, yeah. I am running my little legs like I'm about to take and off. And just I'm like how so serious mad. his death happens. It's in so bad. I yeah. hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Put the scene of Harry yelling at Dumbledore in the end too. Also, this is dumb, but I please God don't make all of them fly around like that, like that's apparition all of a sudden. I know. Get out of here! Get out of here with that. Okay, okay, yeah. That's enough of that one. Have oh, my Put the She's mad too. Daisy, come here. Put the memories in. Put the memories in. Put the memories in. Put them in. Okay, moving Cowards. on. Cowards. Oh my god. Just kidding. Um, give Draco Malfoy the role that he deserves in that movie. Here's the thing. Why? Uh, 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 this this book is about Tom Riddle and Draco Malfoy. Put them in the movie. And Slughorn and Snape. And Put them in. Oh my god. That's those. Right. Those are the Snape's only. Snape's not even like a part of it. It's named after him. I know. Put. Those sad boys in the sad boy movie. Here are the plot lines that this movie should focus oh on. My God. Tom Riddle's history, Draco Malfoy, and what the fuck is happening with him. Slughorn's memory, and what the fuck is happening there. Who the fuck is the Half-Blood Prince? Here's what it should not be about. You need a shave, my friend. <laughs> Hermione's got nice skin. No! <laughs> that kiss in the room of requirement? Are you kidding me? If I could, oh man, they showed me, oh, I watched Quidditch. Oh, did I watch Quidditch? Oh, did I watch Quidditch, Katie, in this uh, movie when I didn't want to? But you know what? I would have watched some more of it if Harry and Ginny kissed like they should have. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Deathly Hallows Part 1. Well, Peter should have died. <laughs> should have. We already said that, but I'll reiterate it. Um, creatures, creatures and Regulus. And Regulus. Um, the Lupin stuff. I don't... I don't know that I care so much about that, but it would be cool to see. Oh, it would be fun. Um... Wah, 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 I mean, Voldemort's point of view. That movie, I think, is actually pretty good. No, I like that one. Okay, next. Part two. Can we change the ending, please? Like that. Jesus, I want it to be like the book. Please. Please. I think just, like, from the moment they come out of the Forbidden Forest to the epilogue all needs to be scratched and remade. Basically. <laughs> Even the epilogue? I thought the epilogue was okay. No, up until the epilogue. Oh, I understand. Okay, yes. Up agree. until, like, adult agree, characters agree, agree. needs to be changed. Yeah. The epilogue was fine. Epilogue you don't have to fine. change that. Okay. But, yeah, like... Absolutely. Get rid of his laugh. Get rid of him hugging Draco. Give Neville a bigger role. Let everyone fight. And let the final showdown be what it really is. Put the gays in the movie. Yes. <laughs> I want it! I don't, and I would change King's Cross on top of that because that's oh, part yes, of it. Oh, yes, I would change that as well. I yeah, so starting from King's Cross. The man. Fall from Grace. I want The Fall from Grace. The fact that I had to watch good guy Alan Rickman for a thousand years 
in this movie, and I did not get to see them think that Dumbledore's a piece of shit. It's yeah. very disappointing to me. I agree. Um, give dead Voldemort a corpse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want that. I want the final fight to be different, course. and I want Harry to not break the, the Elder Wand. wand. <laughs> Fix your wand. Fix for... your wand. I would have also liked to see um, him talk to the portrait. Yeah. As like closure. Yes. Agreed. Um, All right. Well, that's that. Cool. That was a long one. <laughs> it was. That was fun, though. We had to talk about it. Ooh, we had similar ones. Oh, okay. For this. We can talk about both at once. Um, your question is, are you afraid for the future of Fantastic Beasts? <laughs> you had one like that too? Well, mine was, what are you excited to see in the future <laughs> okay. of Fantastic okay. Beasts? Okay. So what okay. are you okay. hoping to see? So, yes. um, I'm afraid of more racism. <laughs> I'm terrified. I am. I'm like excited, but also nervous. Me too. I don't know. The ending of uh, the ending of the last one really wigged me out. And I know. I know that I'm the one who's always saying people need to calm the fuck down and just like let the let the mystery build. But it also makes me nervous because I feel like I don't know. I just I like I, I want to have enough faith in her to be able to like feel confident going into the last three movies knowing that Credence is not a Dumbledore <clears throat> and that it's a lie. But um she also made Nagini a human being. Which I thought was impossible. So I, I, I like, I've no, lost all faith. So it's, it's like, what if it's true? What if she, like, fucks it up and makes a way for it to be an actual storyline? I would lose my mind. That's oh, the only way I'm boycotting. I'm just kidding. I know, I know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so yes, I am afraid. Me too. But I'm also excited. I am too. very excited like, I'm too. excited. I'm not here to, like, just sit and talk shit all day, but I just, like, I, I feel terror in my heart when I think about it. Especially yes. the fact that I'm gonna have to watch her make up a wizarding world in Real. South America. I'm afraid of her ever navigating to Asia or Africa. Oh! That I'm would be bad. Terrified. She mess it up. It's just oh. that that feels like so charged. And yes. I know that like South America should also feel that charged, but it's just that um, Hollywood has done so wrong. <laughs> Across the ocean, I know. that it makes me feel very scared and nervous. I know. If we watch that movie and it has that yellow, um, like Breaking Bad Mexico filter oh over God. it the whole time, you know how like always in like Latin America, there's always like a yellow filter yeah. <laughs> over the whole time. It's so oh ridiculous. Gosh. If I have to look at that David Yates, I'm gonna sue. <laughs> I'm gonna sue. Okay, but let's talk about what we're excited about. I'm excited for uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald's backstory. I want it so bad. I'm excited for when, because we know he will, don't, when Tom Riddle makes don't, his appearance. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> Please, please. You put Nagini in the movie. Can you give me it? Why you put her in oh, the like, movie? I wouldn't have had faith for her to put him in if she hadn't put Nagini in. But now that Nagini's in, it's like, he has to be. Probably in. won't be until the last one. I want it to just be like the devil, the like devil coming up at the end of the movie. It's like all was well, and then here's Tom Riddle. Right. <laughs> like don't forget. She's got to connect the two. There's years of nightmare left to come. Oh. I'm very excited to see the backstory, and I'm very excited to see the final battle. Yes, the final duel is going to be really fun. I'm excited 
to just see how Newt's role plays out in all of this, too. I want to know, do you think... This just came into my mind. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to kill Queenie? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I'm nervous. I feel like one of those four is going to have to die, and it's not going to be Newt or Tina. It might be Jacob. It might be Jacob. What if that's what makes Queenie not be with Grindelwald anymore, is him killing Jacob? Oh, my God. Well, that would be a hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> Credence will die. I'm excited for the death oh of Credence. Oh, my God! <laughs> he, there's no way he's surviving this series. I'm predicting it now. Oh I don't know no. when. I don't know how. But, like, Credence will die. I think he's going to die in the third one. Yeah. But there's still two more. I know. But he deserves to be with his man. In hell. I'm excited to, like, <laughs> just get more insight into, like, all the obscurial shit. Because I feel like there's going to be some Ariana. stuff with Ariana coming up. And yes. I that's going to be fun to explore that story more. And hopefully to see Aberforth. Like, I feel like yes. that'll be cool. Aberforth the king. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm nervous about where the locations of these movies are going to be. But I'm excited about, like, what the plot is going to be. Yes. Basically. I just love that, like... Yeah, you hooked me in with awkward little Eddie Redmayne doing some stuff with some fun animals, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden I'm getting this dark underbelly of these like evil gay people. <laughs> yes. That I'm very pumped about. Yes. I'm very, very pumped about <laughs> and I can't wait for it. And I just want to see these young hotties do stuff. And this I'd is like a to see first. I would like to see Jude Law lean up against more desks so I can see his butt meat resting against <laughs> a wooden table. For a couple more minutes. His at least. suit is dumb, but like I'm happy he's wearing tight pants. <laughs> Put him in a pair of like baseball pants. Uh, oh my God. Can I at least get some color on him? If yeah. I have to have a suit, can it they at least be just be flamboyant? Suit? Yeah. Camera. Oh, fantastic. Oh my god. Katie. You're like attacking me tonight. <laughs> what is it? Would Voldemort what would Voldemort have happened if he had been sorted into another house? Oh. <laughs> I stand by this. No, he wouldn't have. If he had been put in Hufflepuff and forced to make some friends. If people had treated him with kindness for the first time. If in his he life. had been taught empathy, mm-hmm. please. If he had found the help he needed. If he had gotten therapy, which doesn't exist in the wizarding world. <laughs> But it didn't really exist then anyway. Yeah. Have I talked about how I think that he had um, undergone electric shock therapy? Because <laughs> no. I think that he probably did. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've ever even told me about that. I feel like he must have. They gotta get the devil out of him. He's speaking to snakes. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was born in the 20s. <laughs> He's crazy. God. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think he would have. I really don't think he would have because I honestly, and I know, like, I am, I'm on the side of, like, don't get that deep into Slytherin. But listen, he already was, like, not a fan of, like, the muggles that he, like, grew up with because they treated him poorly. Mm-hmm. Because he was different and special. Yes. <laughs> and so it's, like, all of a sudden then he gets into a house where that's, like everybody hates them and like they're the reason that everything's like so wrong in the world and also that he he doesn't 
I just <laughs> listen. I feel like the other kids in Slytherin don't know the name Riddle, so they're like this fucking mudblood kid. We're gonna treat him like shit. He's not gonna make friends right away. Right. He's trash. And then it's like, okay, he finds out who his mom was, and then it's like, cool. So you are like a a cousin fucker hick. Hooray for you. I don't think they like him then either, but the minute that he right. proves himself as heir of Slytherin, it's like, okay, cool, then he's But then at that he's point fine. it's too late because he's like fifteen years old. Yeah, and, and scary. it's like so there's that and, and there's then he's so like, much pent up anger. Yeah like discrimination in him. Because he's like and put into that he's put into this just like petri dish of hatred yes. that is Slytherin back in the day. Just give him a break from people like walking all over him in one way or another. It's like he lived an entire childhood where people ignored him because they thought he was scary. And then he goes to school and people ignore him because they think he's not good enough for them. So it's like... He could have learned to love if he had been in Hufflepuff. It's That's what true! Hufflepuffs do. It's true. I feel like even if he had been in like Ravenclaw or Gryffindor, it still would have treated him better than Slytherin would have. Yeah. Maybe not Gryffindor. No, but I Ravenclaw. think Ravenclaw. Yep, one of the other two. He needed to be in a loser house. Yes. <laughs> and then things would have been okay. He should have been a loser. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we've talked about that before, but yes, I think Voldemort would have been way different. He would not have been Voldemort. He would have stayed Tom Riddle his whole life if he had been Hufflepuff. He would have been Prime Minister. Prime Minister <laughs> of the United <laughs> Kingdom. No, he would have been Minister of Magic. He would have been like Headmaster of Hogwarts. Oh. Just think about him trying to for real come back and be a teacher and it doesn't go by Tom Riddle anymore. It's like, good morning, Professor Voldemort. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yikes. Oh my god. What if he what if he was allowed to teach because Dumbledore's like keep your enemies close. Like he's going to be able to keep an eye on him there. So yes. can you imagine? What a nightmare. Yeah. What a nightmare scenario. What if Dumbledore had been like, "Yeah, I'll let you teach, but you don't get to teach data. You get to teach like divination." <laughs> oh my Oh Yikes. no! Or Muggle studies. Oh <laughs> my God! No, that would be like a den of hate. <laughs> that would be so bad. Yes. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> um, are Hogwarts students sorted too early? Would you change anything about the housing Ooh. situation at Hogwarts? I think that classes aren't enough, like, mixing time for people. Mm -hmm. I think that there should be more opportunity for inter-house relationships. Agreed. Yes. I, yeah, like, I, I like the idea of houses because it's kind of the same thing as, like, freshman orientation groups, you know? It's like putting you in this group of people so you can meet your initial friends. Yes. When you first go off to a new school, but then, like, you should have opportunities to interact with the rest of the student body which the houses kind of keep you from doing because you're expected to be only with your house all yeah. the time. 
I need to find something that I thought was really, really interesting because I think that you would like it a lot. I, I don't know. I think that the houses are like cool, but I mm -hmm. think that they just need like more interaction because then they're, then it's just like, like the, the rivalry of like house cup and stuff like gets too strong. Yeah, like, it's fun to have, like, friendly competition and stuff, mm -hmm. but it's, it's like, they're so, like, house pride that they're, like, I yeah. can't even be friends with people from other houses. It's a, it's a lot. Um, and that people feel, like, so, I don't know, like, stuck in what they are. Mm -hmm. I just think that, like, there needs to be some sort of, like, shake up, because it's, like, all, it's, like, all the same people are always getting in there. Right. Like, like Slytherin, obviously. Like, it's just, like, this family tree that just, like, lives there and there's, like, nothing else. Yeah. You need a shake-up. I, I don't know, part of me almost feels like the houses should be based on something other than, like, your personality... Okay, but this is the thing that I'm trying to find. Because okay. I remember it only kind of, and I don't want to, like, mess it up. Okay. Um, can I say something crazy? Yeah. Um, Ginny had been writing in the diary for the whole summer. Um, what if she had been sorted into Slytherin? Because <sighs> oh. <laughs> that's why Harry almost was. Yeah. Oof, yikes. <laughs> I think that would have been cool as hell. I think I've seen some, like, people do, like, year-by-year -year fan fictions of, like, Ginny being sorted into Slytherin that have been cool. Yeah. Fuck, man, shit. Where is this? Maybe I, like, deleted it from my heart. Find it! <laughs> we even paused it so that I could go looking for it and I couldn't find it. Anyway... The thing of it was, is that it wasn't personality traits that got you sorted it's into what you houses. Value. No, not no. even that. It was a completely different take. Oh. It was how you used and valued magic. Oh. So Gryffindors do it for active like valor and bravery, and they like fight for the little guy and like whatever. It's all about that. Slytherins do it to like save themselves and like whatever. Mm -hmm. Ravenclaws do it to like better the craft mm -hmm. and Hufflepuffs um, do it to like care for people or something. It was a, like, it, it was a very in-depth thing that I was going to find and read that was very cool. But I thought like, what a wild, and it was like, I, I was convincing. I bought it for sure. Really? It, I'll see if I can find it, maybe put a link to it or something okay. somewhere for people to look that at. But it was interesting. like, because I, it's like, oh, you always see like character traits or what they value. Yeah. That's what you always see, but just, like, the way that they, like, use magic. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that they will use magic is dependent on whatever. So it's, like, That's... all of these, like, traits of the houses are, like, how you use magic and not, like, who you are. So it's interesting. That's interesting. Then that maybe makes it a little bit more okay to sort people at such a young age. Yeah. But people have I a lot of learning like, and growing to do. They do, I know. And that's why, like, I ask the question, like, do you think it happens too early? Because I feel like your values as a person change from when you're a kid to when you're an adult. Yeah. A lot of times. And so I feel like if 
a lot of characters in the series were to be resorted, like, at the end of Hogwarts or something. That's an interesting thing to think about, of what houses people would be in by the end of the series. Because I think they change. Yeah. I think even just, like, going through college changed me as a person, and that was only four years. Yeah. So, like, going from when you're, like, an 11-year-old child to, like, an adult at yeah. 17, like, your values change a lot during that time. Yeah. So, it's just an interesting thought. Like, I get that, like, you would have to put people in groups right away when they started. It's hard because, like, you think you know about Gryffindor, and, like, that even doesn't all the time feel like like there's anything holding them to acting a certain way because there's like a lot of people in Gryffindor who like you know you see in the end because they fight they're brave or whatever right but like you know that's not like their big thing is like their bravery and like go out there go get an attitude for a lot of people like that's not their whole deal and then so but you see like the main people and they're always like risking their necks yeah and that's like so Gryffindor or whatever and then you also see a lot of Slytherin and the way that they are, and it's like, they're both of these are like very stereotypical, but you wonder, like, how much of that, how much of house stuff, like, really matters to everybody? Right. Or is it just, like, a place where you live? Yeah. So you don't know. I don't know. Right. I think that in the books, a lot is placed on, like, house stuff just because of, like, um, like, house prejudices and stuff. Um which is interesting and whatever, but I think the fandom really puts a lot on houses. I think so, too. Like, I, I know I've talked about this before, but I just, like, I feel so passionately about our Good Slytherin podcast because I really <laughs> hate, I just, like, I hate how mean about Slytherin people are. Yeah. Or how mean they can be, you know? Like, if someone is like, oh, yeah, I'm a Slytherin, or, like, I think I would be sorted into Slytherin, like, people, like, think they're bad people because of that. Yeah. And I'm, like, not... Not all Slytherins are bad. We mm -hmm. did, like, an hour and a half long episode talking about how they're, like, not bad people in yeah. Slytherin. And how there are bad people in other houses. Yes. Absolutely. So it's, like, ambition isn't a bad thing. So, like, I feel like even if, like, that is, like, the, the characteristic or the mm -hmm. value that goes with it, I don't think that should be a villainized thing. Yeah. You know? I agree. So... That's, that's where I get, get mad about how seriously people take the houses is yeah. when they are, like, so quick to stereotype people based on what kind of house they're in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a big, it's big doings. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm taking this big fat one. I think it's mine. Okay. Yes, it is. What other Potter characters would you want to see appear in the Fantastic Beasts series? Ooh, because we've a talked a lot about how we hate putting Potter characters in these movies. So, <laughs> so I want to know. Who is it okay to put in? Who would you like to see in there? Slughorn. Ah, oh, instead of fucking McGonagall. Get out of here with that. He would have been so much better. Mm -hmm. So stupid. Well, especially if we are going to get Tom Riddle in it. I would really like to see Tom Riddle in here. Yes. Um, but I, yeah, I think Slughorn would be fun to see. He could be, like, kind of like an ally of Dumbledore's a little bit, you Yeah. Know? He is his gay BFF, and they talk shit about exes all day. Yes! That's what they do on their weekends. Now that he's got his little marriage pendant back. Yeah. 
It's so hard because I'm trying to think of, like, what other characters would even, like, be around. Obviously, like, Ariana and Aberforth. Would be fun. But that's, like, you know, that goes along with the territory. I I don't even know, like, how this would happen, but maybe it would be fun to just, like, hear some other, like, pureblood names be mentioned. Like, if we were to see someone further up the line of, like, the Black family or the Malfoy family or something like that. Like, just those name drops. Or even, like, a Potter, you know? Like, would be cool. To see. Yeah. I the just don't... The inventors of Sleek Easy's hair potion was Harry's grandfather. Yeah. I just don't want to see... I don't want to see anybody, like, too close. Yeah. But I feel like just those, like, last name drops I loved fun. the name drops. Like, um, the Vinda. Yeah. Cool. hmm I love it. I love the Lita thing. I feel like hearing the names of other Death Eater families It's cool. cool. I like seeing them and seeing if they're, like, still into nasty shit. Right. <laughs> Even with, like, you know, it's like they jump ship to Voldemort once Grindelwald goes down. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. But I feel like people who are, like, kind of more main characters or who could be more than just a name drop. I think Slughorn would be a fun one. Yes. I think Tom Riddle would be fun. I think it needs to happen. Yeah. I have to fucking Nagini in these movies. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Man, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think Who of, like, else characters would have around. Because, like, I'm assuming we're going to get more of Nicholas Flamel. Which Dip I it. hope he's better. Oh, Dip It would be fun. Didn't they mention him? Did they? In one of them? I don't know if they did. I, I feel like that we they... talked about how he would have also been a better choice than McGonagall. Yeah. I think that they must have talked about Newt being expelled. Oh, maybe. That Dumbledore, like, talked to Dip It or something. Maybe. Maybe when he's having that chat with Graves. Oh my god. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh my god. That's a, that's a fun question. I haven't thought about him in a long time. Graves? And I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so good in that movie. <laughs> Fuck. Can he come back? Yeah, let's bring him back. <laughs> I'd be game. Let's bring Pickery I'd back, be too. Gay. Can she have a real role? Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Man. Jeez. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> if you could make one change to the books, what would it be? Only one. At first I thought make one would make out. And yeah. I was like, if you could only make out with one of the books, which one with would it be? one of the books. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> it's the biggest one. It's um, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm tall. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, if you could make one change to the whole series. Oh, fuck. That's tough. Do you have an answer for this? No. No. But it's a good question, I think. My first thought is, like, the house stereotypes again, but... Yeah. I, but that's part I of it, like, I think. I feel like that's almost kind of, like, what I would want the aftermath to include. Not, like, what would I have a lot. About. I have a lot of feelings about post-war Wizarding World. Definitely. Definitely. What would I change about the books? Yeah, in series. What's something that you would change? It's it's little, but and it's just because we were just talking about it. But maybe the Cho thing in the room of requirement, um, in the last book about yeah. Ginny being like, no, Luna will take, get out of here. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would have been fun to see more people return for the final battle than we saw. I wish that, um, I don't, it's just always bugged me. I wish that, like, Harry and Ginny weren't, like, carbon copies of, like, the James and Lily thing. Mm -hmm. That really bothers me. Yeah. Like, just, I, I don't know. I would make, um... I would just change, like, James and Lily. Like, I don't want Harry and Ginny to change at all. But it's just, yeah. it feels too similar. Right. Even though Harry's very different from James in yeah. a lot of ways. And so, I don't know. Lily I think it's just, very it's similar Lily, to Ginny, Lily and Ginny thing. Like, don't marry a mom. I yeah. think that's, that's just, like, my big problem. I wish there wasn't that. That's maybe something that I would... Going along with the... I mean, kind of going along with the Cho thing and just, like, how much she hates feminine women, I feel like I would maybe also change how much people hate Fleur during, like, Half-Blood Prince when they're, yeah. like, planning the wedding and stuff with how annoyed, like, Ginny and Molly are. And Hermione. And Hermione. It's all, it's all the girls. It's frustrating. They're very rude about her being excited for her wedding day, and it's like... I'm sorry she's a little bit too feminine for your taste, but, like, you don't have to be trying to convince Bill to marry someone else. Yeah. You That's know? crazy. Oh! Lupin and Tonks. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> In a heartbeat. Because isn't she kind of trying to get Bill to, like, look at Tonks a yes. little bit? She's, like, inviting her over all the time? Yes. Yeah, have Charlie marry Tonks. <laughs> How amazing would it have been if just, like, in series, like, she's, like, really trying to, like, talk Tonks up or whatever, and then Bill just goes, Mom, she's gay. I know. <laughs> that would have been really good. Yeah, don't don't make the, the two gay people marry each other. I'm not, like, I'm not trying to, like, enforce shippy stuff, like, into the series. I'm not about that. But, like, god damn, they, they suck. <laughs> I know we've talked even a lot of shit, but about, I can't stand it. Even if you take out, like, people interpreting both of those characters to be gay, like, even if they they're were They're a weird straight, I feel couple. Like they're bad, he's 13 years older than her. Yikes. And I know that, like, you know, when you're adults in relationships, it's like, age is just a number, whatever, but, like, that's a lot. Yeah, he but was a I'm, teenager when she was born. This is the thing. I'm, I'm getting close to 25, thinking about, like, being in a relationship with someone, like, in their mid-30s is kind of gross to me. Right. I know. Mid to late 30s. Nah. That's too old. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, I really don't care for them, so I think that might be my one. Yeah. I re- Oh, I don't like them as a couple at all. That is Sorry so funny. Sorry if that's funny. what you guys like, but like, I- oh. But here's the thing, is that I see people, like, when they do stuff with them in fandom, they make it make sense, and they make it sweet, and I like that. But what we mm -hmm. got in the books was- that dumb it was just weird and out of nowhere she kind of tried to justify it i think in her pottermore writing thing about lupin and like his life she talked about how like they fell for each other doing all these like late night missions for the order and stuff in the fifth book and that was how it kind of started okay well that's your but weird like, backstory dumbledore's gay who cares yeah it's it's like that's not enough you didn't put it in yeah god i don't like them that's funny that we come to agreement on I that. Know. It's like everything else is passable. Everything else is fine, but fuck Lupin and Tonks. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Here we go. How different would the series have turned out 
Or how would the series have turned out differently if Harry hadn't grown up with the Dursleys? I was going to ask this too. I would have said, really? um, what would Harry's, what would Harry have turned out like if he had been raised by Sirius or McGonagall? Because it Ooh. seemed like she was willing to take him after watching the Dursleys. Yes. But I didn't write that. Down. I was also even thinking at first. I was kind of like, even if just like. James or Lily had survived. Yeah. You know? But then I'm like, well, we won't have a series if James and Lily haven't died. But... I think that he... Um... Well, then think about, like, if he would have just been, like, a random muggle family that wasn't, like... That was that were just, like, good people who wanted a kid. Right. <laughs> like, I just think he would have been a lot more confident in himself. I think he would have been, too. Especially, like, in the first couple books, because I think, especially if he had been raised by Sirius or McGonagall, he would have gone into Hogwarts knowing a lot or more James about or who Lily, he yeah. is, who he is, and how the wizarding world works, so he wouldn't have felt like such an outsider. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dumbledore needed him humble, though. Yeah. <laughs> he still would have been humble if McGonagall had raised him. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. If he had been any kind of, like, assholey. Or, like, arrogant. Stomped she would have, like, out. slapped him upside the head. Oh, my God! Like, no. Be a good kid. Do your homework. <laughs> yeah. Treat people with respect. Yeah, I, th- I just, I think, like, the confidence, just the, like, symptoms of abuse <laughs> wouldn't be plaguing him for this series. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been, I just, I think that that would be the biggest change was like, it would be like his confidence and the fact that he wasn't, um, underweight. Mm -hmm. He would have been fat and healthy. (laughs) He would have been fat and healthy. He would have had clothes that fit him properly. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. He would have been a stud. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, he still would have been emotionally abused at school because Snape was there, but at least he wouldn't have the physical abuse to go with it. (laughs) Fuck. Yikes. Okay. Okay, here's your moment to shine, because you just said you have a lot of feelings about this. Oh, no. Uh, what do you imagine the Wizarding World was like after the Second War ended? Oh, okay. Well, wow. Well, now my mind's a blank. Now the pressure's on. <laughs> <laughs> Going uh, back to the houses, I think there would have been more inner house unity at Hogwarts yes. after that. They tried once Voldemort came back, but there's no way. It's too broken. I My point. dream is that they, I mean, didn't get rid of the four house tables, but they didn't make them the four house tables. Like, like people could just sit where they wanted to in the Great yeah. Hall. They could, like, sit with their friends yep. in other houses. They could hang out in other house common rooms if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Or they, like, created more hangout spaces in Hogwarts where, like, students could go mingle with their... Yes, like, not just house. the library. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think Hogwarts would have changed. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think there'd be a lot of overhaul at the ministry. Mm-hmm. Big time. I feel like they would have gone... I mean, they definitely would have gone through, like, a period of peace. Yeah. Um, it'd be a, always it would be, It would be a lot of change. Yeah. I think that there would be a lot of, like... Mm, Support for orphans, wizard kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there would have been a lot of, like... Um, just like mass education about um, like equality, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of like social like work for social change mm-hmm. to like bridge the the gaps of like blood status yeah. divides. 
definitely. I just think a, I think a, oh, I think a lot about a lot about Hogwarts has to change. The house stuff feels big. Mm -hmm. The house stuff feels big. This is what I like about all those like um, eighth year <laughs> fanfictions. Yeah, where they don't go back to their houses. They're like one house mm -hmm. together. I love that. That's fun. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Just the, yeah, commingling. I just think there's, like, there's, like, a lot of work to do. I think there's a lot of work to do. I don't know. There's a lot of big talk in Cursed Child about lonely young boys. So I hope that there's, like, some, especially after a very traumatic war, I hope that there's, like, a focus on mental health. Yes. Sorry I'm shouting. PTSD is a real thing after war, you guys. I like, just, I think, oh my god. And like how self-sacrificing Harry is that he would just sit with it. Yes. Because he has his whole life. And there would have to be, be like a lot of grief counseling yes. in the world. Because a lot of people have lost friends and family members. Awful. It'd be horrible. Yeah. There's lots, there's lots to do and change. I don't know. It just seems like a huge time of rebuilding. Mm-hmm. I wonder how, like, in future generations, how they, like, taught about Voldemort I in know. schools, like, after, in, like, History of Magic. What were students told about him? Tom Riddle was a, a lonely <laughs> child. child. What? Oh, Malfoy taught that in class. <laughs> I will never get oh, over that. Man. What the fuck is that? What am I supposed to do with that? Right. Oh my god. Okay. Alright, let's let's move on before I lose it <laughs> Do you have a question about Cursed Child in here? No, I, I don't. Didn't either. Ooh, okay, here's a question that I have. What does the epilogue do for the series? It shows that they all go on a happy ending. I Did they all need a happy ending? Honestly, well, okay, like, did they all deserve a happy ending? Yes. But, like, is that realistic for them? No. I hate an epilogue. I hate an epilogue like that. It was too, like, and then everything was perfect. Until Cursed Child came along. Jesus. And it's like, all was well, and then. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think we've talked about this before, how both of us are really a big fan of the Hunger, Hunger Games. Games epilogue. Because it leaves so much in the air. And it's, like, really up to your own interpretation how you want to read it. Yeah. Um, and it shows that, like, Katniss is, like... Not okay. Not okay. And she's still really dealing with all the trauma she's gone through. And I feel like Harry would be in the same boat as her. Or should be in the same boat as her. I'm sure a lot of people would have been really unsatisfied without it. Mm -hmm. But I think that... Um, I really think that I, I love an ending where it's basically Harry's just, like... He's gonna take a long nap. Yeah. That, like, feels so right in my heart to me. Like, that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. I'm like, oh, they did it. And then that can just be it for me. Like, I don't I don't need everybody got married and had 500 stupid, ugly children. I feel like it almost would have been more satisfying if the epilogue was, like, a couple years after the war instead of, yes! like, 19 years later. I hate the kids. <laughs> Earlier today I said I hate the sound of children's laughter. <laughs> Talking about, like, in animated films, but she didn't clarify that. <laughs> but like, that's I how 
I feel right now. Every time I talk about the epilogue, I'm always like, I hate children. <laughs> I hate that they're involved. I don't want to know about their weird, like, their weird heterosexual lifestyle at the age of 40. Like, I don't yeah. need it. I don't want it. I would love to see them just, like, in their 20s, like, like learning how to be okay. Yeah. But that's not just like satisfying this happened, enough. and I can't pretend it didn't. But like, I need to move on from it and like address that it happened and like accept it. You and know, find what a way to been live with it. A beautiful ending is just like you're getting like Harry waking up and whatever. It, we still get that his scar hadn't hurt in a long time, whatever. And then it's just like him. It's like he walks through the door, whatever. And then he um, says like hello to his class on the first day for Defense Against the Dark Arts. Oh, How wonderful have that been. That would have been so great. He and Neville hanging out in the teacher's lounge. Oh! <laughs> yes! And he does not work as an order. Okay, I did. I have a question about that in there. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> I do. I do. I do. Oh, I do. man. No, I just, I agree with you. If I don't want, I feel like I don't need the epilogue. I could chop the epilogue out of all of my readings and just be happy with him going to bed at the end of the book. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, But... Yeah, I agree with you. If there's an epilogue, I want it to be a couple years later. I don't want it to be that. I'm jump. really interested in just, like, what life was like immediately after the war for these people. Me like, too. Like, what it was like. I'm, I'm interested. Okay, here, you should say what you need Well, to say. I was just going to say, like, one of my favorite fan fictions that I've ever read, it's called The First Day, and it's by Little Ober, the person I've talked about a lot. Yes. And it's just her version of, like, the first year after the battle, and, like, what happens. And it's so realistic and it's so well written and it's so just like wholesome because you're seeing how much all these people are struggling and like how much they have to like live with what they just went through yeah and it's so like accurate to what I like would think especially Harry would be like because he's like depressed as hell and yeah. he's like shutting everybody out and he's like I don't want to talk to anybody he's like living at the borough with the Weasleys and is like shutting himself in his, like, room all day because he's like, I just, like, killed one of your family members and no one wants to see me right now. And they're all like, we want to help you, and he just, like, doesn't let them. Yeah. And, like, that's what I picture, like, immediately following the battle being for him. And you know what I think about for him, too, is that he was so, like, staunchly opposed to, like, m murder. Yeah. Throughout, like, the war, like, he, it was, like, a big deal that he wasn't aiming to kill. Mm-hmm. And that, like, yeah, he caused a lot of, like, friends and, like, f basically family to him dying. Yeah. But also the fact that even though it's, like, he needed to do it, he killed a man. Yeah. He killed a person. Yeah. That's really tough for him. He's a kid. Right. So I just, yeah. And it's, it's just, like, it's, it's so good because it's a lot of Harry being convinced that the Weasleys all, like, hate him now. And he's, and they're all, like no, like, we want you to talk to us. And wow. he's like, I don't want to. I'm too scared to. Mm -hmm. I was also going to say that I'm I'm interested to, like, this is, like, a big deal. It's, like, knowing what, like, what justice looks like. As opposed to, like, what happened during Voldemort's first war. And, like, yes. Barty Crouch's, like, iron fist. While that was happening yes. and how that was really viewed as kind of, like, bad in the end. Right. Of, like, what that looks like. Now. And, like, how exactly do the Malfoys get off under this, like, new system of, like, whatever they're doing? I just don't know. Like They let Voldemort stay at their house. Is, like, there, a, is there a push for, like, like a, a, a restorative or reformative justice system post-war? 
I don't know. It's really interesting to me. But, like, they have to get rid of these, like, Death Eater stragglers. Like, they have to put them away. But, like, we know that we get the Dementors out of Azkaban. There's human guards there now. Yeah. So it's, I just want to know more about that because I think that there's going to be a huge, huge thing of trials. Yeah. Immediately after this. Mm-hmm lengthy do we know is it has she said that kingsley is the one who becomes yes. minister yes okay he's like so. interim minister and then they vote him mm-hmm. to be minister for real he would be a good minister yes he would get everything back on track i just think about that like what is what does justice look like after this war yeah because we like i, I just i literally just said it but like just like we know what it looked like with barty crouch and it wasn't good yeah how does their legal system change yeah after that how are they how are they dealing with like Voldemort supporters and how are they dealing with like purebloods yeah. who maybe like weren't death eaters but supported him like mm-hmm. you know it's just right. interesting to me yeah lots Definitely. lots of stuff to talk about i just i love it and i'm so interested i want to know yeah <laughs> okay Ooh, okay, this one's mine. How should Snape ultimately be viewed as a good or bad person? I have a question very similar. Well, not very similar, but a question about Snape yeah. in here. Um, I think he should be viewed as bad. <gasps> yes. Agreed. He did some good things, but like, I he really did a lot agree. more I bad. I think that he is a bad person who did a good thing. Yeah. Wow. I think his morals more aligned with the bad up until he was hurt by them. I like we've talked about this before. I feel like what motivated him to do good things was not just him recognizing like this is wrong. It was selfish. It was a selfish motivation. Yeah. And I think that makes a huge difference in how he should be viewed. That he loves him. And the fact that like he <laughs> continued to treat certain people yes. badly even after that point. Yes. I think that if he had like treated students well afterwards, then, then I would be like, yeah, he, he had a bad history, but like now he's good, kinda like Dumbledore. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, he continued to do bad. Not yes. in the name of Voldemort, but just in the name of like not being a good person. Yeah. Like, it shows where his true, true loyalties lied the whole time. Absolutely agree with you. I can't even say anything more. You're perfect. You're beautiful. Thank you. You did it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is literally mine. Let's talk about Snape. <laughs> what is the act that makes him most despicable? <gasps> I, my auto response is child abuse. Yep, same. His love for Lily is gross, but it's His not, love for Lily is disgusting. But it's, it's like, it's like I love. just said, it's the way he continues to act after that happens. That no, it's the child abuse. It's the child abuse. Yeah. Irredeemable. <laughs> the way he treats Neville, for the love of God. <laughs> I, what did he even do? <sighs> and Hermione. Oh, he was just toughening them up. Bullshit. McGonagall is also tough on them, but she was still nice. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yep. Done. <laughs> Asked Done. and answered. Child abuse. Uh, he was Neville's biggest fear. <laughs> it's horrible. After his parents had been tortured into St. Mungo's. 
Oh, this was, I was like, oh, we already answered this. This is the one. What was the question you were going to have us answer instead? Because my question is, how would you improve each movie? What is your favorite, favorite part of each movie? movie? Okay. So number one. Okay, number one. Um, I think that it just... Are you asking for favorite part or favorite thing about it? It can be either or. Okay. Favorite scene or just favorite thing. My favorite thing about the first movie is how it totally captures, like, the magic of yes. Harry Potter. Yes, yes, yes. Agreed. <laughs> Let's do both. Favorite thing and favorite okay. scene. Okay. Um, because that's my favorite thing, too, is just how magical it feels. And how childlike it feels. It's a good, like, yes. intro film into it's the It's very sweet. I... I love, I always love the chess scene. The chess scene is very good. That is one of my favorites for sure. Mm, maybe on the train with Ron, mm -hmm. too, is really sweet and That's cute. very good. I also just love the first time we get to, like, see Hogwarts and walk into the Great Hall and, like, the sorting yeah. happens. And that scene on the stairs with Draco before the sorting. <laughs> 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 No handshake for with you. Handshake. I think I'll go with chess. I really love that part of the I movie. Always in the soundtrack is so good. Yes. I think since you're claiming that, I might actually say on the train with Ron. Because yeah. that is a very good part I, too. I love that. It's so good. Mm. Okay, Chambers Secrets. <laughs> My favorite thing about that movie is all the diagonal shots. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! That literally went through my mind too. I was going to make the same joke. Um... Obviously, my favorite scene is the Chamber of Secrets part when he gets in there and finds out that Tom Riddle's Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by the scene when he first goes into the diary and you see him interrogating young Hagrid. Yeah. I love seeing the, like, Dumbledore suspicion. Yes. I feel like if I had to pick a favorite scene that did not involve Christian Coulson... <laughs> I really love the stuff in the bookshop with the Malfoys. I do, too. And Lockhart is so and funny. And Lockhart, yes. I love anything to do with Lockhart. Okay, and then I guess favorite thing about the movie... I like that it feels the same, but, like, but very, like, different. Like, it's a it's a, it's a different feel, but it's very much the same it universe. It feels like an actual sequel. It feels like, first. yeah, like you are, you're coming back to Hogwarts, and it's a brand new adventure. Yes. Yes. Oh. That's why the movie is Okay, okay, all right. The third one. Prisoner of Azkaban. What is my favorite part of that movie? I really, I actually do really like the scene where when they first arrive to school after Dumbledore's dumb speech, like the the guys just like hanging out in the common room with those like candies. Yeah. I think that's just a really fun, wholesome, like guys hanging out, reuniting with friends thing that's cute. I... Mm. But no, I don't. But I don't like all of it. I was gonna say I really like the first divination lesson, but I don't. <laughs> I like Trelawney. Yeah, Trelawney's really fun in that movie. But a favorite scene. Oh man. I don't know. I feel like I also I I do like the part in that movie where um Harry sees Peter Pettigrew on the map and he like runs and <gasps> Snape and Lupin in the hallway. That is a good part. That's very true. I do like that part. Mm -hmm. I do like that part. <laughs> it's dark because it's nighttime and it's It's dark because <laughs> it's nighttime. What do I like about that movie? Um, I do I do think that the like Oh, another one fell. 
I do like the I do like the dinner part with Marge. I think that, that part that's is good too. Yes. I don't like him yelling shut up the way he does, but yeah. I do like Marge. the way that she blows up and the way that she is portrayed was really good. Yeah. I think maybe my favorite thing, which you probably won't agree with about this movie, but I do just like the casting of the Marauders. Or maybe not like I mean, obviously the age is off, but I like yeah. just like how serious and Lupin are in that movie. Mm-hmm. Especially serious. I think I really, really liked I really movie. I really like serious in this movie. Yeah. I do too. I think that like I wish there would have been more time taken with him. Mm-hmm. Like I wish the whole like Shaq stuff would have had more time taken with it. Um, but I do like that, like, even though we don't get a lot, I get it, like, we get, we get serious. Like, he's so extra and ridiculous in that scene in the book, mm-hmm. and it's so funny, and, like, even though it's very rushed, I still get a, I still get the chemistry set line, and, like, that's, yes. that's very good to me. That's really funny. That's very good to me, even though the rest of it is kind of whatever, but I think Sirius is great in that movie, and then he's not ever again. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> Goblet of Fire. Oh. I kind of had a part come to mind when we were doing what we don't like about this earlier. It's like, I did like that. And now I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I think I stick by, for the most part, I think the casting, like the new casting for that movie was pretty okay. Yeah. Like, I think Rita Skeeter was good. I think Mad-Eye was good. I think Barty Crouch Sr. was good. I think Barty Crouch Jr. was also good, but it just wasn't written well. Yeah. I just, I have my beef with... Crumb and Fleur. I know, I know. That's why I left them out because I don't really like them either. But I like like the other cast. I thought Karkaroff was good. I thought Madison oh, was good. Oh, Karkaroff is really good. Yeah. Do you it's know one thing that I really, really love about that movie? Is Cedric the way that, is good. Yes. I really love the way that Dumbledore looks in the flashback. Yes. God, I wish he looked like Dumbledore. I know. He does look really good in that. Man, that wig looks. Ooh, that outfit. Fuck. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I know I'll stick I'll I'll stand by it I really like I like the Voldemort rebirth I do too yeah. I I feel like I really like him before the Death Eaters get there because mm-hmm. then it gets yeah I, then it gets then quick. he gets fast but when he's just like he's really like luxuriating in himself which yes. I appreciate yes and I think the way that they did the rebirth was really cool and he looked cool it yeah. was just good I think like I know that we ripped that scene apart when we did the commentary but I think I still have to say it is my favorite scene of them yeah absolutely because there aren't any other good scenes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know, and then, like, about the movie, um, I think mine is just the new casting. I, I would agree. Good. I would agree. I can't really think of anything else. Okay, now the rest of these I haven't watched in a while. Okay, Order of the Phoenix. I'll say this, just, like, in general about the movie, I, I love the, I love the, like, the color work. Yeah, I think that it is a gorgeous movie. I think that it, Agreed. like, the cinematography Agreed. is beautiful, David Yates, and that's my only compliment I'm going to give you. <laughs> I think, like, I love that. Agreed. I love that about the movie. I, I, I think the vibe is, like, really good. I just wish, like, they did more. Agreed. I think the cinematography was great. I, th- I thought, like, it felt really good for the movie. I think do. they did a pretty good job of portraying how clueless and also scared fudges yes. in that book or in that part of the story how he's just like he's talking a big talk but he doesn't have the walk to go with mm-hmm. it 
Uh, my favorite scene is when Voldemort comes to the ministry. And duels Fuck. Voldemort. Or duels Dumbledore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Voldemort duels Voldemort. <laughs> I, I love... Uh, I love that. When he comes out of it, and it's like Harry going after Bellatrix leading into that, and like he turns and tries to fight him, and he just throws his wand. Yes. And then and then Dumbledore coming out and says, foolish of you to come here tonight. I'm like, yes! That's awesome. And even though I have my like gripes with the, the wand connection stuff, mm-hmm. that is maybe the coolest fight in the whole series. Yes, with the fire and the water and stuff. In the whole yes. series, the best fight, maybe. Okay. Probably. I think that, oh God, I love that scene. Yeah. I love it. And then like, and then, like, when Fudge and everybody gets there and, like, they make eye contact and he disappears, like, ah! That is a very good scene. Don't, like, Harry trying to crawl and help Dumbledore just throwing him to the wall. Ah! I think that is my favorite <laughs> scene, but since you said that as your favorite, I'll say another one. Okay. I really like how they do the detention with Umbridge <gasps> in that movie. Agree. It is so unsettling. Yes. God, she is so good. She is so good. She's, oh, she's good. The casting in this movie for new characters besides Nigel was also very good. She was, she was oh, amazing. She's and so good. I was going to save, um, favorite thing, like mentioning the music as my favorite thing for the sixth movie because I love the I love that, that movie. soundtrack. But going back to the fifth one for a second, I do love Umbridge's it's, theme. Oh, that is the best song ever made. Yeah. It's so perfect for her. It's like. It's so cutesy, but so, um, terrifying. Yes. <laughs> it's good. It's like this cute evil kitten is, like, coming after you. It's, it's <laughs> the, like, the, um, the vibes, or whatever it is, that is making the tinkling. Mm-hmm. But then it's, it's the big, like, tuba, and yes. the drums underneath. It's, it's so good. It's, it's just so perfect. Good. It's perfect. Yes. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's okay. so good. All right, now. But yeah, one. favorite thing about Half Blood Prince, I think, is the soundtrack to that movie. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I do love the soundtrack. One compliment I'm gonna give is that I really appreciate how they, um, you can, you can you can barely see it in in Chamber of Secrets, but they keep they keep Tom Riddle's costume and they use it again. Yeah, with Frank Delane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but they do use it with him. It's like I'm always surprised when I see. Well, there's that like very. Um, I say famous, but it's, like, in my circles. <laughs> it's, like, that very famous picture of Christian Coulson in costume walking on the set with Starbucks. Yes. And you see the robes are, like, flying back because he's walking, and you see that he's wearing that, like, um, that, like, wool, like, boarding Best. school uniform. Yeah. It's, like, a jacket and pants that are matching. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has the Hogwarts crest, like, embroidered onto it. And that's what Frank Delane's wearing in the movie. That's and I think cool. that that's really cool. I love that. They and I'll say, yeah, and I I appreciate seeing, this is more stuff like behind the scenes, like I appreciate seeing that Dumbledore did have a purple suit. Even though the, wa- the color wash on that movie was such garbage. It looked like sewer water. That yeah. movie looked like a sewer. Fuck. I don't even know what my favorite scene, no, I... Really like the cave. The cave is good. Oh, that's they did what, a I really good job. That's what I was going to say is my favorite scene too is the cave. And I, I've even said this that I. 
hello, our audio cut out. <laughs> we had like a full conversation about Deathly Hallows Part 1 and everything, so we'll go back and just think. I think what I was about to say when this cut off was that I just, I really like the way that Michael Gambon, I'm about to pay him a compliment, um, is in that scene. Yes. In the cave. I really do like it, even though it's, like, very different from how I imagined it. His, like, harshness, I think, really pays off in that scene. Still so good. Yeah. Really, really good. Ooh. Man. <laughs> and we also, um, we also talked about this before I stopped recording, I think, but the fire in that part is also Yes, the good. fire was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're just, like, you guys are missing out on such great conversation. I'm yeah, so I, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry this happened. We'll try to recap it the best we can. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, but I, I just remember that, like, before that movie came out, there was a lot of, like, hubbub around, like, the fire effects that were going to be in that movie. And, like, when the burrow scene came on, I was like, well, that's it. Yeah. And then you see the cave and it's really cool. Yeah. And you were saying how, like, haunted Dumbledore looked in the firelight and, like, how bomb that was, Yeah, I too. like how creepy it made him look. Because I, I, I'm going to feel dumb if this is wrong when I go back and watch <laughs> this movie again. But I feel like there's a scene where his face is, like, almost completely shadowed. Ooh. But then you see, like, the fire in his eyes. Let's watch clips after we're done. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's a thing. Yeah. I, I know. know there's a scene where his face is, like, in the shadow, and it looks really creepy, and it's right after the potion is, like, done taking Ooh, its effect. Okay, I think yeah, I'm excited to watch this again. For <laughs> or something like that. But, yeah, I, I agree that that part is probably my favorite scene, too. Yep. So. Okay. Moving on to Deathly Hallows Deathly Part Hallows 1. Deathly Hallows Part 1. We basically just recapped, like, every scene in this movie <laughs> yeah, that we, we liked about, so much. Uh, what were our top ones? Okay, I think I said that my favorite scene in this one was I couldn't decide because I just kept talking shit <laughs> about how great it is. Oh, I said that my favorite scene in this movie is the fight between Ron yes. and Harry when Ron leaves. Because you get a real moment of Ron. I I truly, truly do think that that's Rupert Grant's best scene I in all the movies. Agree. He killed it in that part. Like the emotion is so raw and so real, and I cry every time. That's one of my favorite parts of the book, too, but it, it translated to the screen very well, yeah. and I like it. I also really like the ministry stuff. Yes, we were talking about that. The ministry stuff is really good, mm-hmm. and I love the music in that part is so good. And I love the actors that they cast. They did such a good job. Harry, Ron, and Hermione turn into. They did such a good job. I love that. Especially Ron, but like all of them. Yes. But Red Catamull, God, he's so good. I think it's funny that all of those actors are, like, such well-known actors in the yes. UK. Like, they're so popular. It's and funny like, that everyone they got these in the United cameos. States is like, they're the Harry Potter people. Yeah. I, um, I talked about how I really, because I always say this if we're ever talking about this movie, that I love the scene where they're walking because mm-hmm. they can't apparate and it's just the radio playing over of, like, lists of all the names of people who are missing or dead. Mm-hmm. And then Ron's, like, losing it because he's been wearing the locket the whole time. Yes. That part is really, so really good. Chilling. And really Godric's Hollow is very good. Okay, I think that that might be my favorite part of the movie. It's, it does its job so well. Yes. Very scary. It does its job so well. And I think, well. like, the sentimental part before the scary stuff happens is really good, too. When they're yeah. just, like, at James and Lily's, like, headstone and Harry's crying and Hermione's, yeah. like, comforting him. And I love... The immediate turn of, like, how, like, sweet and wonderful that part is to then her whispering, someone's watching us. Yes. (gasps) Oh, my stomach drops every time. And that poor lady who plays, um, who plays Bathilda. She is so so scary. scary. I also, 
I'm gonna groan about this when we get around to doing the commentary for this part, but honest to God, like the one moment in all these movies where I think that Dan Radcliffe looks so hot is after Emma whispers like someone's watching us and yes. he turns to look at her. The expression you on his face is so angry and you so love that part. hot. <laughs> you look so good <laughs> in that part. He's I've never had a crush on Dan Radcliffe in my life. I've had one on literally every other male actor in Harry <laughs> Potter, but not him. But like that face that he makes is like, oh boy. I think <laughs> he he's very so handsome. Good. I feel like I've I've enjoyed looking at him like post Harry Potter. Yes. Kill your darlings with oh. that with the curly hair oh. and all the sweaters. Oh man, oh man. That movie is so satisfying for dreary shit. If, if you put that movie on mute, that is just like a dreary movie. It's so good. Oh, God. <laughs> as long as you don't hear Dane DeHaan saying the word cock. That's the most upsetting thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyway. I think my favorite thing about that movie, kind of like what you said about Order of the Phoenix, cinematography. is the cinematography. It's I think that beautiful. movie is so stunning. Pardon you. She agrees. She agrees. <laughs> That movie is so beautiful. It is really lovely. I just, I love so much about that movie. And I know that before we had, maybe it was just me who had talked about it, that just like Voldemort is like so non-impressive to me in these last two movies. But I do really like the scene in Malfoy Manor with Mm -hmm. him and everybody. I love that. Like the opening scene? Yeah. I love looking at, I I thought, oh my God, if I talk about Jason Isaacs one more time in this movie. Oh, oh God. Holy I, hell. He's the best part of these movies. He's so good. <laughs> he's really, I love really Jason good. Isaacs. Oh, he's God. He's really, really good. I love him. Yeah, I agree. God. The cinematography is great. There's just so many good scenes. I thought that they did a really good job. Oh, this was another thing that we talked about that I do want to make sure that we say is that I really, really love the scene in the, like, cafe. Yes, at the beginning yes, of the movie. yes. I love that. And I was talking about it because I... I love specifically that um, a spell from the first movie that we haven't seen comes back at the very end of this series. And is very different. Yes, with Petrificus Totalis, that it, like, you see magic grow and change as the characters grow and change. Mm-hmm. And that, like, it's not just this cute little haha kitty spell. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, it does damage, and it is, you use it in a fight. Mm-hmm. It's adult. That's and I the think word they, I think they talked about doing that like using that in the in the fight with the seven potters to people on broomsticks. Yes, because it would make and them fall. Fall and die. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I I love that just because I think it's a great fight. I think it looks really cool and I like seeing it out in the world. I think it's cool to see magic like used out I think in like it's a real environment. Really interesting that that is a duel that does not have any music yes because you just hear all the destruction you hear the like breaking of i think it's cool and stuff like that. i like it a lot and like the sound of the spells i think too is that this is like you know there's been a lot of like grown-up moments but like the moment where they're like standing over the death eaters and are like what do we do with them Mm -hmm. it's like whoa this is a and war. And Ron is like really yes. dark about it and is like, we should kill him. I fucking love and it. And like, what? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and then Harry's like, no, we should just like obliviate them. And Ron's like, well, you're the boss. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's wild. I love that. <sighs> like that is so the dynamics of the group. I, yeah. I, I, oh. I love it. Okay. Let's talk about part two for a less of a love fest. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, we were talking about Parseltongue, and I yes, think we should revisit that conversation. We absolutely again. need to. I have said it a million times. My favorite scene in the whole movie is after. Um, what the fuck? I want to just keep calling it wobble columns because I can't stop thinking about wizard people. <laughs> and Gringotts. Gringotts. <laughs> oh my god. Wobble columns. Wobble columns. I, yeah, I love that scene with Voldemort. I love it. I love, I think that it's the best time that we ever see him losing it. I think that it is the perfect chord to strike of him being crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the walking through the blood. I think it's really great. The way that he speaks parcel tongue is beautiful. I mm-hmm. wish we got more of it. And that was something too. I guess we'll get to that. And then I, I would just also like to say I really love that you can't even really see them because they're so out of focus. But the Malfoys and Bellatrix like cowering yes. in the background yes. is so yes. good to me. But Parseltongue, we were talking about this, mm-hmm. that I, I, of course, commend the child actor, Daniel Radcliffe, doing such a good job with Parseltongue in Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. And Christian Coulson sounds great doing it, but it sounds, it sounds so scripted. Like, they really had to learn the sounds. Mm-hmm. And I think that they just kind of got to, like, do their own thing, maybe, in these last two movies. Mm-hmm. Because Daniel Radcliffe speaking to um, Nagini is amazing. I think it sounds so spooky and really good and opening the locket. And then, um, and then Voldemort here, it sounds real. Mm -hmm. It sounds so good. It sounds like an actual language. I love it. I love it. It's a, it's a haunting scene. (laughs) Yes. We also talked about, you had brought up the scene where the, um, the statues come to life before the battle. Oh, the music in that part The music so and McGonagall's little speech, it makes me tear up every time. And the Great Hall scene with St. Oh, McGonagall. Yes, this is, this this is, is what we, we cut off. off. Yeah, this is oh, where we wait, cut off. before this, though, we also talked about the resurrection stone. <gasps> and how sad that is. Yes, and how much we, we cry every time. I love that scene so much in the book. I love uh, it in the movie, too. I think shit. it's beautiful. Honestly, like, so, here's my problem. So much of part two is in the dark. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Like, things can happen at night and still have fucking lighting. I know. I want to see what's going on, and I get that you have a lot of CG, and this is your way to mask it so that it doesn't look dopey as shit. Grop. Yeah. Like, ugh. But I just, I want to see, I want to see stuff, but it is so beautifully lit. It is, I know. The With, whole like, stuff the in the forest. And, the and, and stuff like that. It's great. Oh. And when he walks in... To see Voldemort, that mm-hmm. whole scene is a kind of a ghostly oh color, my gosh, and yes. he's all grimy. It's great. Yes, and when he immediately following King's Cross when he comes back, yes. And Narcissa says, "Dead." I like that part too. Oh yes, and she's got her little hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, oh, but I love it. God. It's a, it's beautiful, and I think it translated well from the book to the movie. Like I thought that it was really good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. I'm so emotional. <laughs> Let's talk about the scene in the. In the Great Hall. Yes, with McGonagall and Snape. You were talking about how you initially did not like that scene. I did not. No, because I was so attached to how it happens in the book with, like, the Ravenclaw common room. I know we have our beef with the, like, Cho stuff, but, like, I think just, like... What happens in the common room is very yes, good with in the McGonagall book. and the Death Eaters. Yes, and so I'm really sad that we missed out on that. But like at the same time, that fight between her and Snape, I and lose Harry my fucking Snape mind. Off yes, is so satisfying, and to see him in robes again. Yes, when he steps out of the lot, Katie, oh, we're gonna do a chills. clip show the minute this one ends. 
Fuck. Oh, I feel like this commentary might have to be a video. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh. it. It's so good. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. The only thing that I don't like about it is the audio of McGonagall screaming coward at him. It should have been clear. I wish that you could have heard it. And I know that you're like outside of the castle at that point, but I wish that they had made it a little louder because you can't like hear it. You can't hear it over the glass breaking. I do also love like one of the spells that McGonagall throws at Snape. If you watch really closely, he throws it over his shoulder and hits the his, two carols yes. behind him. I love that, too. That's bomb. I think that's cool. I really liked the way that they made it look like when he's flying out of there. where like It's like in the mm-hmm. book, it's such a weird moment because like nobody knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. But it's like he just like turns it. It's, I just thought they did it yeah, so great. I thought that the really effects cool. were really cool. And then the order comes in and they're all like it's back triumphant. in the yeah. And oh, it's so good. It's such a good scene. It grew on me over time. I did not like it the first time I saw that movie. I'll the say first that I do. Times. I know. I do appreciate um, the room of requirement. Yes, that part is good. But it's not a favorite. I really love that Great Hall scene, though. I do, too. That would be like a top contender mm. right under the, the bloody feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch that oh, scene. so good. <sighs> What's my just, like, favorite thing? Yeah, the vibe of the like, what's overall like? I don't, I don't know. My favorite. Thing I about feel the movie. like, I. My favorite thing about the movie, honestly, is that they use the song at the end. I I agree. The first movie music because that immediately kicks me in the vagina. <laughs> like I am down. Well, I think even using like any time they use first movie music, because even God. when they use it the first time, Harry comes back to Hogwarts no. in that movie is also very good. But then like no. the ending that movie with the same song that, that the first movie kills me. Oh, that kills me. That is my favorite thing. About I, it's it. like I have. I, it's like a, I love you, but also how dare you? <laughs> I, <laughs> I absolutely about agree. That. I absolutely agree. Oh yeah, I do really love the first movie music. Mm-hmm. I think even though I have beef with it, I feel like generally it is a very satisfying like conclusion feeling to the whole series too. I just don't like it overall. I, I don't like parts of the movie, but, but I, I do. I do always end up done. happy and in tears. And it's just, just like it's over and it's good and it's satisfying and it it ended well. Yeah. No, it's it. The same it wraps it up nicely. Me, yeah, the same thing that happens to me every time is when I'm reading. This is what I said. I just talked a lot of shit about the epilogue. But what happens is I read the book and then I start reading the epilogue and I'm sobbing yes. and I say, I love these kids, but I hate them. Yes. I don't really mean it, but I'm overcome with emotion at that point that I'm yeah. tricked into liking the epilogue. Right. And it's the same thing with this one is that like all of a sudden you see them and they look older and Daniel Radcliffe looks really good. Yes. And then, and then all of a sudden they start playing the song and I'm like, ow! And it's like I'm tricked into liking the epilogue again. It happens yes, every I time. Know. The epilogue scene in the movie I think is very wholesome and sweet. Yeah. Like seeing their children. Yeah. Some of the kids are ugly, but Lily is cute <laughs> as hell. Stop! <laughs> like Lily is so cute. Oh my god. I think Albus is pretty okay too. Yeah. I just stop cyberbullying children, Katie. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're, I agree. Dan Radcliffe looks very good in that epilogue scene. The rest of them look like buttholes, but like Dan looks great. Actually, looks really Hermione good. looks pretty okay too. Yeah, but Ginny I didn't think Ginny. Lo- I didn't think Ginny looked bad. I liked her haircut. Oh, really? She had a mom cut. I don't like Ron's beer belly, and I don't care for how Draco looks either. Yeah. I do love that Scorpius has first movie Draco haircut, though. Yes. I think that's hilarious. Oh, my God. Okay, let's wrap that one up. It's your turn to take one. Okay. 
Um, oh, did Draco get redeemed in the series? I think he got the redemption he deserved. Oh! That's very true. We already had a big discussion we about this. We did have a big discussion about this, and we lost the audio to it. <laughs> um, I am a person who thinks wholeheartedly that... I Well, okay, no. I wanted Draco Malfoy to get a bigger redemption than he got, but I think that the redemption that he gets is... The one he deserves. The one he deserves. That's very true. I remember, like, you asking me if I thought that he deserved a redemption, and I was you like... You ended with a no. I can't argue that he deserved it. Do I want him to have a better redemption? Yes. Do I think he deserves a better redemption? No. Wow. I think he got what he deserved. I think him, like, kind of trying to do some good, but then always chickening out and falling back to his usual path. It's is, like, very good. good for him. Here's what I will say. I agree. I... That's I, that, not even the question, but I agree with you. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who, like, really want an in-series redemption for him. And I do not want that. I think change only comes after the war for him. Yes, agreed. I think um, if anyone were to write, like, a post-war thing, I would think, I would argue more heavily that that's, he deserves it. That's where I like it. And honestly, if I may, that's where I prefer my dreary. Yes. I don't really care for it in in series. Mm -hmm. I don't. I like it after because I think that people need to grow and change. Yeah, agree. Agree. I think at this point, Harry can leave most of his prejudice behind. Mm -hmm. And I think Draco really needs to leave his prejudice behind as agree, well. Agree. His much bigger ones. Yeah. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, that's where I like it. I just, I think he, I think he gets to grow after the series. I don't. I don't think that... I think he grows the, the right amount in the series. I agree. I don't think that... I don't know that it's a redemption. He because he's effort. He flops so much every time, but I... I like that, yeah. like, you see moments where, like, he clearly wants to, but he's not really sure how to go about it. And he's afraid. He's afraid to do That's, it. That's, like, such a big thing about his, like, character arc in these last moments with him. Mm-hmm. Is that he wants to do the right things, but he's afraid. Yes. That's what I love so much about the scene in Half-Blood Prince with Dumbledore up on the tower. When he really, like, the, there is a moment where he lowers his wand. Yes. And he's going to change, but the minute Death Eaters are there behind him, done. Mm -hmm. There's, yeah, feels like there's no choice for him. Yes. I think it's interesting that we get so many, so many characters who step up in the face of, like conflict and that he continues to back down yeah i think we've kind of like talked about this before too i think that that scene in half-blood prince is almost maybe more of a redemption for him than what happens in malfoy man very much Hallows. very much yeah i don't remember if we talked about it on an episode that has been posted or the one that we lost yeah, but or maybe um, just in our own hangout convos. Maybe, <laughs> but hey, I just—it's the same kind of thing. Of I don't know. We've talked about the scene with in the in Goblet of Fire. We did talk about this with what he says in the forest and how people interpret yes. that as him trying to look out for them. I don't think, which I don't agree. And I think about that too with him saying that he, not even that it isn't Harry, but that he can't tell. Mm -hmm. That he won't give an answer if it's him or not. And it's like... I think a bigger do you stand would have been for him to say no, it's yes. not. He, I think that him 
a lot of people like to interpret that as him like trying to do the right thing but I really think of it more as he does not want Voldemort to come yeah and he's he's just gonna try and wait it out and not be a part of it right he doesn't want to be a part of whatever happens next because mm -hmm. with Harry it's always sure to go poorly right so yeah I just I don't that. I think his the mo it's you're so right the moments that we get with him in Deathly Hallows are a, like a farce like they're not a true doing something for the good yeah of like Harry and co yeah I think it's like Half-Blood Prince is where you see him really start to like question his role that was it yeah the moment in the tower before the rest of the Death Eaters come up there that was about to be and the redemption like, and it got squashed yeah or even just like seeing how scared he is in the bathroom with Moaning Myrtle when like the realization yes. of what he's being asked to do is like really hitting him and he's scared yeah and then leading that like followed by what happens mm -hmm. at the top of the tower so and good. then i think it's kind of hinted at that he and harry are at least like cordial with each other yes. after the war because they like nod to each other on, yep. on the train so yep so i i i like to think that in a post-war world that he does get a lot more of a redemption than he gets in the books but mm -hmm. i think what we see in the actual series is pretty appropriate for mm -hmm. him so that he makes an effort to change like what malfoy means yeah in the world yes i like that and i like that i feel like she has said too that like he tried to raise scorpius to be that way yeah. too yep so I, I like that part of his redemption just comes in the relationship he has with his child and how he, like, trains him to be compared to, like, how he was brought up. Yeah. Agreed. Wow. Thought-provoking conversations. Ooh, we've only got two left. Ah. Okay. All right. Oh, are we skipping this one? Maybe it's just one left then because this was your question about what you wanted to see in Fantastic Beasts. Oh, I yeah, think we, we talked about that one already. Okay. That. All right. Then the last one, discuss Harry's post-war job. <laughs> what a way to end it. Oh, man. It's bad. <laughs> I just, I think that there are so many other options for him. I think the, we are agreed that what he should have done is taught defense. Or? Or Quidditch. play Quidditch. He loved it, man. I think he could have done, like, what Ginny did and, like, played Quidditch when he was young and then gone to Hogwarts after he yeah. had from that. I would have loved that for him. Me and Neville hanging out in the teacher's lounge. Come on I hope you said that today, but I'm saying it again because <laughs> I think that's cute. Plus, he would have been there to, like, keep an eye on his kids and make sure they didn't get into shit when they were in school. Well, in my mind, they don't exist. Well, that's true. <laughs> if Harry's working at the school, then no kids. Yeah, but... No kids allowed. Like you've said before in another podcast, like we already know that he's good at teaching. Like he proved that. In I think that Order it is such just like a weird out of nowhere like or like that is a weird turn. I feel like that would have been something that he would have let go of. Like I know that that's what yes. he's aiming to do in Order of the Phoenix, but like but nobody he's wants already to... done it. How many people want to work the job that they said they wanted to work when they were fifteen years old? I don't. I changed my major when I was in college. So, yeah. like, it's, like, no one ever sticks with that life goal. Especially when you have experience in that and you realize, hey, this is a lot more stressful than I thought it would be. I just don't think that that is the life for him. And I don't, I don't, I don't get, anymore. I don't, honestly, I don't get what the point of the DA was then if we're not getting the payoff right. of him being a teacher. I know. So that was weak. Right. <laughs> Agreed. 
was just it was just lame. It was just like, oh, he gets to, to be cool. He's a wizard. I feel like Quidditch would have been really fun for him too because Quidditch I feel like that great. really gets taken away from him in the last few yes, books. Yes, it does. Like he gets to be captain, but like he doesn't get to play in the cup. He gets banned from Quidditch for a while in Order of the Phoenix, and then Deathly Hallows happens, and he never gets to fly. Is it one of his happiest memories flying for the first time? Yes. And it, it's, it's like, something that is, like, He's in him so because, like, it's a family thing. Yeah. Too. I just, And, yeah. like, if he and Ginny are going to end up together, then, like... Power couple. Power couple in the Quidditch world. <laughs> he and Oliver could have rocked the team together. <laughs> again. Back together again. The dynamic duo. Yes. Harry and Oliver Wood. Sexy, that's, sexy Oliver that's Wood. That's my OTP. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I also, while we're on the subject, I don't like the idea of Ron becoming an Auror either. No! I, I love I love him working with George. I do too. That is my dream of, I what, love that. He, of what he does. I think the I only one that. who should go on to work for the ministry is Hermione. Yes. Because she's going to rip it to shreds from the inside. <laughs> she's going to like bring that like house elf liberation thing to a whole new level mm-hmm. in the ministry and she's going to fight for the rights of all magical creatures. Hell yeah. That's what I picture her doing. She's a fucking activist. I mean, the one thing I'll say about Cursed Child is that she does become the minister and I like, I like that. that. But I think that if she didn't go into like that, I think her working in like the department of the like magical creatures stuff would have really been right up her alley. Mm-hmm. So I would have loved that if she had taken Spew to the ministry. And okay, here's another thing where we were talking about like post-war wizarding world. It's like I feel like there'd be a new branch in the ministry that mm-hmm. is like uh, the protection of uh like diverse magical entities. Right. And protection of the muggles too. Yeah. From magic in the future. I just okay. <laughs> listen, we gotta call it quits. We're listen, we're back with a long one. The days of forty-five minute podcasts with us are long over. Yes. Get used to it. We've passed the hour mark now for like every single one since we started doing the book clubs. Yes. So just get used to it. <laughs> if you've made it this far, thank you so much again for supporting us. <laughs> Even so much. our technology was telling us that we should wrap yeah, up. Yeah, wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yep. So thank you so much. Thanks for waiting. Thanks for being patient. Thank and thanks for, for being back with, with us. us this whole time. We will hopefully be getting back to a regular schedule. We've got some fun things planned yes. for future episodes. And eventually down the road here, we'll get to Order of the Phoenix yeah. too. Which we're we going to yeah, take a couple so. weeks to do some dumb shit. And then we're gonna get into the we're gonna get into the big boys. Fingers crossed by like Thanksgiving we will be back with order. Oh, I think definitely. I by think then. definitely. Maybe even by, by Halloween we Ooh. could be back. Ooh. Ooh. To start Halloween with Voldemort's return. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, there was a really big break with knows? JK Rowling between books four and five, so it's appropriate for us to take Honestly, a big break. we were joking about that, but then it turned out to be true. So we yes. should just kind of keep our mouths shut about anything else. <laughs> but we do have some other fun things coming your way. So stay tuned. We will not be gone for four weeks again. We will be back before then. It's been two months. Oh god. <laughs>
It's <laughs> September. Our last episode came out in July. Okay. All right. Thank you we so much. We love you all. Thank you for sticking with us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. We're going to put... Bath Pod. Yes. Myrtle Bath Pod. We're going to be giving updates about when things are coming out, what's doing. And email us. As always, if you guys ever have any requests for episode ideas or have feedback for us, we would love to hear from you. MyrtleBathPod at gmail.com. Hey, I'll put this out there too. Um, as you know from reading along with us with the Goblet of Fire, um, Scholastic has been failing me with discussion questions, and I'm afraid of what the future will hold, because I can't just do these Pottermore questions, and I know that we end up discussing a lot, but if you have discussion theme questions for Order of the Phoenix, yes. please send them our way, because I would love some input, and we'd love to talk about what you guys want to hear. Yes. Yes, I second that. Please, please, like, we want to make those book club episodes as exciting as possible, and we're getting into the really big dirty books now, and so <laughs> there's a lot of juice to cover with these, yes, and we need to is. squeeze out all those pages as much <laughs> as we can, so, like, please send us anything that you want us to discuss from any of the final three books. Yes. Or the movie commentaries, whatever you want. <laughs> all right, thank you. Thank you. Love we you love all. you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>